The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Simon. <laughs> no, wait, no, we can't do it yet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, uh, we're gonna start laughing and people are gonna be like what are they laughing at i don't get it you don't that one we won't repeat all right jake go ahead did you go live yet you want me to go live okay we're live holy yeah, crap live. here we go are ahead. yeah go ahead. we are live um so i'm just gonna forewarn everybody i do have the bucks game on so if you guys ask me a question i apologize we're trying to make a comeback on the lakers which sounds gross that's sad that it even has to happen yeah um lakers are actually yeah, playing really tough defense. Ball, and they yeah they, they've been getting in the lane pretty easily so let's hope that well, changes I mean, the so lakers had the good. the lakers had the best player in the nba on their team so they definitely don't have Giannis. No, they don't. So there's that. There's russell that. westbrook <laughs> I won't yeah, lie, Russell is playing. Russell Westbrook is passing the ball very well right now. I mean, like, it's still just, the middle of the third. You're, you make yeah, it sound it like you're down like double digits. In the they were down. They, were, we, they made a run. Yeah, we were, we were losing. Time. I'm just that's all I'm saying. And no, Russell oh, Westbrook yeah. was was crying because somebody was giving him crap from the crowd. So there's that. Oh, He's like, that's bullshit. You're gonna so act soft. like you won't talk shit all game, right? Um. Well, anyways, we're here for the Packer episode, so welcome back, everybody. Uh, Bryant and Simon here. Uh, we had a quick episode last week because Bryant wasn't babbling on for an hour and a half, so that was kind of nice. <laughs> um, now that's all over. Now it's all over, and Brooke Lopez hits a three. Throw it away, baby. Um, did you guys watch that game last night, the Bills and the Patriots? Caught some of it. Uh, yeah, I did too. I didn't watch all of it. Uh, yeah, I only watched bits and pieces. Uh, scout our Super Bowl yeah. opponent or what? <laughs> yeah. I know it. Um, I was very happy. Uh, he hates Josh Allen. He's a Patriots fan, so he hates Josh Allen. He always says that he has a dumb, fat forehead. He's 10 years old, by the way. So <laughs> watching a 10-year-old rage about a grown man is just – now I know what my dad felt like watching me <laughs> when I was mad. I don't care what he, what he says, that jump pass, like where the Patriots gave up on it yeah. and he hit uh, – davis perfectly i was like man it's yeah that's that like some disgusting. old we used to see that stuff on a regular basis so. we did and uh the sad part is not a lot of people remember that man now they all want to bench him yeah isn't that crazy or trade him insane you know I, you know what's funny is like all these people that were dumpstering jordan love yeah <laughs> for like the last they love two him. years is are now just like hopping on him i'm just sitting we here like have, if, it's just we so want, we can try to get to the recap a little it. quicker so we can spend a little more time on the, the Aaron Rodgers Jordan love discussion because I I think there's a lot of gems that we can uncover in there between the four okay. of us. Yeah, we can but, we can absolutely run through this Eagles game. I mean there was a lot of good yeah. stuff in my opinion. A lot like of bad the Eagles stuff, ran through us. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. All right. <laughs> so I want to start this off by saying two things first if Packers fans are being positive and they're saying stuff like we still have a chance there's still a way that the Packers can make it into the playoffs 
you, people don't need to be in the comments being like, stop embarrassing yourself. They're done. Let people be optimistic if they want to. Yep. Like there's, if, if there's a 2% chance, that means two times out of a hundred will happen. Why not now? That's true. And <clears throat> second thing is, is we'll talk about Christian Watson, but he was rookie of the month for, um, for the NFL. Now, I, I hate this about our fan base. And everybody's like trying to congratulate Christian Watson and be excited for him because he's a rookie and he's going to be a big part of the future. And then there's eh, 30 or 40% of the comments are, yeah, but what's our record? <laughs> Listen, this is what I'm going to say. Stop waiting for somebody else to save you. This is how I want to say this. Stop waiting for the Packers to save you from your shitty mindset with their record. There are so many other ways to enjoy football season other than the record. Because, like, we're still going to be excited about Christian Watson. Why? Because he's a part of our team beyond this season. So is Romeo Dobbs. So is Quay Walker. All these rookies that are getting all this playing time. We are excited to watch them because they're a part of the future beyond this year's record. Stop waiting for the team's record to save you before you can say that that's the only way you can enjoy a season because it's not. That's kind of the the basis of the, you know, the, like the culture of our show is that there are other ways to enjoy football season and enjoy the Packers season, even if they don't have a good record. Like I've said this a whole bunch of times, in the NFL, there's 31 teams that don't win the Super Bowl every year. Could you imagine if only one base was happy with every football season and 31 fan bases were miserable? Like, what kind of world is that? Is that a world that any of us want to live in? Like, sure, there's going to be, you know, a small population that's excited that they won their fantasy football championships, but they're still going to be bummed out that the Packers didn't win the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, Simon, I'll <laughs> so, let you go. I'll let you go. You got something to say, Simon? He's there raising his ways. hand because he's going to win his league. Oh. oh, yeah, I was just raising my hand for the fantasy football game. <laughs> I want to say something though. To your point, Tyler, <laughs> there's other because I remember to enjoy the football season. Yeah, I remember right. the first year that Aaron Rodgers was going to start, and I remember telling myself like, I don't think we're going to have a winning record or anything, but I just want to sh- see that this dude is our future or whatever, because we were moving on from Brett Favre. And I remember we went six and 10 that season, but I was like super excited because Aaron Rodgers, I'm not saying that Christian Watson is that, you know, are we going to have the impact, but I'm not doubting him either. Look at what he's showing in the last three weeks. And that's just, people can say, Oh, it's a flash in the pan. That's a one game thing. If it's a flash in the pan, he has built consistently stacked success and continue to build. So we can be excited, but back to my point is when we, when Aaron Rodgers went six and 10, he showed that he can be a starter. None of us could have predicted what he had become, but he showed that he was a very capable and very good quarterback that year. And I was very excited watching that. Even with the losses, I was like, I was like, okay, this dude's our future. And so I think people need to flip their mindset. Correct. We are not eliminated from playoffs. But even if we lose, please not this week. If anything, <laughs> make me happy. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be a happy with the Steve season. The beat comments. the Bears twice and beat the and the, yeah. Hang on, I'm gonna ruin Steve's night. But, I'm gonna ruin Steve's night. Steve. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, even if we say we lose after our bye week and then we start Jordan Love, people should be excited for the rest of the season to watch these rookies play. Agreed. 
Steve, first of all, what's up, man? <laughs> How you doing? Um, do you think Bears fans are embarrassed to be Bears fans? No. They, they I mean, they, maybe they should be. No, I'm just talking shit. They shouldn't be. I mean, you love who you love, right? Did you know that each of the last three seasons, the Bears have gone on a five-game losing streak? The Packers went on a four-game losing streak and the fucking sky was falling. No. Imagine, imagine guaranteeing a five-game losing streak three years in a row. That would fucking suck. That would suck, dude. <laughs> like, they're currently on a five-game losing streak right now. After we beat them, because Rodgers, their owner, is playing, it's okay because we was not good. I know. You're still not good. I'm sorry. Um, after after Rodgers beats them, they'll be on a six-game losing streak. But you know what? Steve is a real fan. He's a real Bears fan that continues to come back every season, and he looks for young guys to watch and watch them develop. Steve is a real football fan. I respect Steve. I don't respect that he always picks the Bears to beat the Packers, though. So you got to stop that. <laughs> it, it is, it is, that is true because I have seen a lot of. Like, oh my God! Here we go. Stop with it, Steve. You're delusional. <laughs> too, soon, Steve. too soon, Steve. You last year you said give me three years. <laughs> so, but they year would be year three though. They've managed to find good things, positive things to come out of the team, regardless of the trainer if they are. I, I see them constantly posting they have the second board. best running back in the NFL. At quarterback. Oh my god! Okay. He has the second highest running back <laughs> running efficiency in the NFL. I mean, Simon, so Bears, we, we got to take shots, bro. It's not. No, no, no. It's just. It took me a second to realize what the hell you were talking. about. I was like, David Montgomery's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized I got it. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a lot to add to that. That tangent, to be honest. I would just say, like, I don't really understand. Even I don't even care if we're out of the playoff contention. I'm still going to root for the Packers to win. I don't. I don't root for draft picks or like yeah. moving up in the draft. I exactly. hate that. No. I, I don't get it. it, it I mean, look, a bad mindset to the players, in my opinion, especially the young ones. Well, that and about, like yeah. moving up in the draft is not a guarantee. Yep. Like, it's not nothing's right. guaranteed. I mean, uh, not to take like shots here, but Lions have been top ten for most of the last thirty years. Bears have been, you know, top ten most of the last thirty years. What have what have they done? What how is moving up one or two draft picks gonna guarantee this team's success? Yeah, well, let's see. Some of the future success, high, recent high picks, even Chicago. Trubisky, where's he now? A backup somewhere? Where's Kevin White? Like it doesn't prove anything I mean, the only thing i'll root for for the packers draft is that we trade the third round pick to just even anybody. i will trade our third I mean, round pick if, this year for a fourth <laughs> if you want to take shots i mean the bears were were a top top five top 10 pick the year aaron Rodgers was drafted and that guy fell all the way to 24th so I just, I mean, take, yeah. that, take that for what you will just because you draft high doesn't mean the guy's going to be good and the packers haven't been all that good at drafting high lately either it wasn't Derek or no he was later that was a super bowl year but i we mean Rashawn Gary was probably our last really high draft pick yeah yeah, he's he's pretty good. Obviously, because our he's last top twenty. Good. I just don't understand what's the point of being a fan if you're not going to root for your team to win. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's just soft. Yeah. It's, it's a cop like, I don't I don't care if they're like two and fourteen and they're tied. I'm not going to root for them to lose just so they get like the first overall draft pick. I couldn't care less about that. Yeah. You know what Herm Edwards said? You play to win the you game. Play, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I don't know. It's just I don't really understand. See, and even all right. So listen, this is what I wanted to say to Steve's comment about the Super Bowl. Like, 
sure. You know, there's there's adjustments to expectations. Obviously, once the Packers went through a losing streak, we're like, all right, we need to adjust our expectations. And now we're looking at playoffs. And then it was down to now we're looking at we need to win out and have some other teams lose if we want to make the playoffs. Even if, like Simon said, even if the team gets eliminated from the playoffs and doesn't make the playoffs, there are still other ways to enjoy the rest of the season. Christian Watson is absolutely at the top of that list right now because of how well he's played the last three games. And honestly, I don't, I don't care about the, yeah, but how many wins do you have in the last three games? I don't care. Like, obviously I would prefer the team to win, but that my, my enjoyment of the Packers season does not hinge on whether they win or lose. Look, we cannot change the path. We can't change the path. We can only set our future mindset. Right. And that's why we like try to frame this stuff the way that we do is so that we can pass on to people that you can enjoy football season, even if the result isn't ideal. That we can look back at the 2022 Packers season and be like, yeah, the Packers went, say, eight and nine. Say they finished eight and nine. But Christian Watson broke out. He had those three crazy games. He had that three crazy game stretch. Or say he scores two more touchdowns this week because the Bears oh. do not have a good defense. Say he goes. Say he goes for eight touchdowns in four weeks. Are you really only going to care that the Packers finished eight and nine, or are you not going to be like, damn, Christian Watson went crazy for those four weeks right before the bye? There are other ways to have fun than just winning and losing. So we're going to start. We're going to start with the Eagles game. And Bryant has our number one star, who we've already mentioned by name. So go ahead, Bryant. Yeah, it's not shocking. It's Christian Watson, right? So he led the team with six targets, which is just, for me, it's like another step for him, like taking over the number one role. I do think Romeo Dobbs will have something to say about them. I think they'll have a very good um, even share here moving forward, especially next year and beyond. But he led the team, excuse me, with six targets, caught four of them for 110 yards, and including a 63-year touchdown. But the what I like to see is all of his all of his catches were either a first down or better. And there hmm. they went for 11, 15, 21, and that 63 yarder. And obviously that 21 yarder was on fourth and five. Yep. So just um, to see him continue to, you know, put up the yards and he's, you know, he's getting deep. And then, well, he really, that wasn't even a deep shot. The one from Jordan Love is just a great route and then uh, run after the catch, after right? So everybody. it's just, yeah, it's just nice to see his con- continued um, development. And I'm, ready for him to do it again against the bears. Cause I think he will seeing that analysis. And it's like Christian Watson is so fast that he makes like other world-class fast athletes look slow. And it's like, I heard his, the way that he strides out is so crazy. Cause it doesn't even look like he's running that fast, but he's still just pulling away. It's I heard crazy. the cornerback that it was, she was running away from Ram, like a four, like a four, four, three or four, four, oh, or something like that. And he was running away from the dude. He'd look like he ran a four seven chasing yeah. his ass. Whoever I remember one of the people chasing him had ran like super like a super fast 40 and he wasn't catching him. Nah. Damn. All right, Jake, who's our second star? Man, this is this is fucking refreshing. AJ Dillon, yes, man. It is. I mean, yes. Man, I and I love AJ Dillon. Like him as like a person outside of football. He's just He's just like a normal dude that's just like gigantic. <laughs> and then you put some football pads on him and he just loves running other people over and it's fucking fun to watch. Um, he had an eight yard per carry average. He only had eight carries, but 64 yards, 
um, a touchdown, his second touchdown of the season. Um, he caught three of his four targets for 24 yards, had 11 yard long on his receptions. Um, I want to get too deep in it because somebody, uh, one of us, I forgot who it is, is going to talk a little bit more about that touchdown run. But yeah, yeah AJ Dillon, um, it was it was a sight for sore eyes seeing him look like AJ Dillon of last season. Yes, it was good to see him back and like playing well. He looked faster, honestly. Like I wrote that in my yeah. notes that he looks faster. And um, and oddly enough, when he was good, our offense was really good. I thought him and his fiance is now I mean, pregnancy, maybe playing with a little, little more fire. Quadzilla Junior, bro. Yeah, coming soon. <laughs> that kid's gonna, that come, kid's gonna come out and he's me. gonna look like a giant thigh. Like that's, the, he's gonna have gonna the chunkiest legs. <laughs> Dude, what's that cartoon with the baby that has just like huge masculine legs? <laughs> I can't remember. I, I can't think of it right you now. You think of a boss baby? Yeah, like probably. Jimbo no, from Boss Baby. Remember. That's gonna be AJ Dillon's baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Simon. What's the third star of the game? I wish we could say that we had someone on defense that was a star. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's Aaron wait. Jones. Wait till we get some underrated performer. Just wait. It, I know. It, it just – you know what? There was a couple guys that actually had like a had a solid overall game. Uh, but uh, third guy is Aaron Jones. Uh, I, I, he had like a very modest ground game. I feel like there was a couple times where Fletcher Cox or – um, Brandon Graham, you know, just bust through the line, just hit him uh, at the line of scrimmage. Who had one too? Yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was a good one too. But he had a so he had twelve for forty three, and he had a rushing touchdown called back, but immediately responded with it, when Aaron Rodgers threw that ball. Is not who I thought was going to catch that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like that. I was like, what? He was just in the back of that. Like that was a it was a really good play. Also, that uh, rushing touchdown. That was just like that was like a great route too. Yeah, like him to go up, out, and then back in as Rodgers was stepping up in the pocket. That was actually a really good route from a fucking running back. I was gonna say I don't I I can't name a lot of running backs that I would put out wide and (laughs) expect to run a great route. Not many. I mean, like McCaffrey. Yeah, he's one for sure. I don't know. I don't. Uh, this is like just me speaking. Oh, I don't know if. Uh, yeah, Camaro. Yeah, that's a good one too. I, I would really have to think about that, but like I haven't, I haven't really like watched enough of his. Like I haven't watched enough. <laughs> they split him out wide sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, he had ninety nine touch, uh, ninety nine yards on fifteen touches and a touchdown. Yeah. Like, uh, that's the game that you love to see out of both running backs, to be honest. I'm like going to talk very... about it. I'm excited to, to share some of the stuff I got with you guys about the running backs when we get into some preview stuff. That very split, like neither of them carried the ball or touched the ball way too much, and they both had very efficient games in one way or another. I was really – like Aaron Jones, is, he's the most fun player to watch on this team. I, I, I say it like every week. Yeah, everyone was ready for him to be done like next year because of his contract. But I think at this point they got they find a way to keep him because he's just too important. Yeah, I'm gonna say I don't want to dive into that. Might be the funnest guy now. Okay, Uh, I agree. I said that last week. It's okay. I will say that Watson has become fun to watch because you never know what you're gonna fucking get. (laughs) But like Aaron Jones, consistently every week in the chat, I feel like I say he's just such a fun player to watch. Oh yeah, he's 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 almost. I feel like he gets the Drew Holiday treatment. Tyler might agree with me. 
he gets a Drew Holiday treatment for being like he's top five at his position. You know, when you talk about dual threat, but he doesn't get the fucking love that he should. Yeah. And when you talk point guards in the NBA and you talk fucking two way point guards, there's really not many I'm taking over Drew Holiday. I'm yeah. be honest. You're talking two way. Two. I don't know that there's any. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and if you, if you take McCaffrey's injury history into to a factor. I would. I'm probably. I might take Aaron Jones over Christian McCaffrey. I mean, when healthy, McCaffrey's obviously. Oh yeah, he's fucking beast. But is he there more than fifty percent of the time? No, not in the last two years. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like the only guy that I might take over him right now is Alvin Kamara because Kamara does both extremely well. Yeah, I love how consistent Aaron Jones has been good for the Packers since he's been drafted. Yeah. He's what third time all time rusher now. Oreo. Not yet. He, he, no, he will I was gonna say he will. He will week. be this week. Oh, good against the Bears. Perfect. Yes. Bernard said he hates Mike Florio. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is the most random person to hate. I feel like. <laughs> all right. Did you? So, so random. <laughs> underrated performers. I have. Two, I have two <laughs> linebackers actually. Oh, really? So, I was I don't know, saying that he hoped that there was some some stars on the defense. I have two underrated performers, one being Justin Hollins, who in his first game as a Packer, two tackles, a sack, both tackles were for losses. So I have Justin Hollins, one, and then I have Kingsley Inigbari as the second one. Yep, yes, uh, I was gonna, tackles. I was gonna guess that too. Yes, yeah. A pass defense, and out of everybody on the Packers defense, I think he played the best contain on Jalen Hurts. Um, he didn't like, you know, make a bunch of plays to like blow him up in the backfield or anything, but keeping him at or behind the line of scrimmage at least twice, and getting I know Bryant's got one of them to um, to talk about the fourth down, and I'm going to talk about the third down play, so I can just transition right into that and talk about the Packers defense is Kingsley and Igbari on third and one. Jalen Hurts tries a quarterback sneak, and Kingsley and Igbari not only grabs him by the arm, but also pulls him back away from the line of scrimmage so that he can't get that second effort to get across the first down marker. So that was one of the plays that stood out to me. And then the other one was the Justin Hollins sack. So both of the underrated performers are the two plays that stood out to me on defense. Justin Hollins, he beat the Eagles left tackle. Like he pushed him so far into the backfield and then chased Jalen Hurts. Like that's that's no small feat to to pursue Jalen Hurts and to go make that play. Um, so just to have the the ability to beat the left tackle on a good offensive line, arguably top five offensive line, it's and then um, and then to go and pursue Jalen Hurts and finish the play with a sack. That was that was definitely a play that stood out to me. Um, Jake, what stood out to you on the Packers defense? Ooh. All right. So you want me to go over both my points right now? Yeah, go both of your defense plays. All right. So I'll talk about the first one first. Uh it's Kenny versus Kelsey. Um, I had this written down as my matchup last week, so I wanted to kind of follow up on it. I knew this was going to be a major matchup. Um, obviously, the Eagles like to do a lot of power runs. They have a mobile quarterback. Um, I wanted us to, you know, come into this game. I'm thinking, all right, let's get him into some third and manageables, and let's have Kenny just push the pocket, make Jalen kind of run for his life, and and figure it out on the on the run, you know. 
And we, we did do that uh, a couple times, I guess, but then he just kind of decided to run past everybody. <laughs> so that didn't help at all. Um, but the one thing that I'm going to say is everybody's getting on Kenny and they actually, Kenny got interviewed and was asking about his recent struggles. And he talked about that. Um, he's taking it on himself. He's not going to blame the coaches. He's not going to blame other players. He's going to take it on himself. And I respect that as a man that he's going to look at himself and be like, I'm playing bad. He says that he still sees things that he's doing well on film, but he wants to get back and dominate. He says that sometimes when he has a matchup, he has to notice that and he has to take advantage of that. So uh, Kenny is very self-aware, and I love that. Now, against the Eagles, this, this I'm going to get into something real quick here. Against the Eagles, Kenny was doubled on 16 of 57 snaps. Eight of them were on pass plays. Eight of them were on run plays. I don't fucking understand what happened from last year where we're not moving Kenny around. We're literally just leaving him in at nose tackle again. You mean like we did week one? We moved him. There was that one play we were all excited about where Kenny was on the right side with Rashawn Gary, and yeah. everyone was, everyone else is on the left side. We haven't seen. I don't. Recall and they have that. the defensive line depth for it. Like, there's nobody injured on the defensive line. Like, they they have the the personnel to be able to do that. And I'm glad you brought up Gary because I was going to talk about that. Um, you know, how big dunk by Bobby Portis. Sorry, um, <laughs> Gary being out is hurting Kenny because Gary being out takes that that other star player away. But it's not that, like, Kingsley isn't playing good. Kingsley's playing pretty good. And, like, Tyler brought up, Hollins actually was looking pretty good off the edge as well. And we know what Preston can do. So there's no excuses for the problems. And I'm not putting everything on Joe Barry because some of it is the players. So as we're talking about everything, some of it is on the players. I'm going to talk about fucking tackling or the lack thereof. That was some of the most piss-poor football I've ever seen in my entire life. And I coach nine-year-olds. Yes, it's flag football, but they pursue the football better than the Packers did last week. For goodness sakes, why is there only one person running at the ball handler when they have over 300 rush yards? Did none of you have fucking guts? Did none of you have pride? Is there no heart? Do you just like when people stab you in the fucking face repeatedly over and over again? I got to say, being on the other end of this, because I'm a Wisconsin Badgers fan, and I've watched the Badgers run for 300 yards a number of times in my life. Being on the other end of this is fucking demoralizing. Now I know what it feels like to have a, a team run for 300 yards on you. That is sad. But just the, the lack of effort that I saw, it, it's kind of like when your parents say they're disappointed in you, they're not mad at you. That's how I felt. I'm literally just so disappointed at the lack of effort for people not running anybody down. And tackling has been something that me and Tyler have talked about since day one of this show. Kind of like on offense, we talk about play actions. Tackling is a thing we've always hit on on defense. And for them to have 16 missed tackles, that's inexcusable. I'm going to get more into it later, but that's all I'm going to say about it right now. All right. Simon, give me uh, two plays from the secondary that stood out to you on the defense. Oof. Sorry, I was looking at something because I sent I sent Jake the missed tackles for that game. <laughs> we have ninety nine missed tackles on the year. Oh my! <laughs> ninety nine, bro. <laughs> that's that's so disgusting. We have to play five more. Okay, games. I got a comment on this real quick. The fact that we have that, and then you hear Matt Lafleur say this week, "I've never been part of a team that practices tackling in season." It's just it makes me so mad because it's like so you're doing the 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 thought process well that we've always done it this way well guess what look at where it's getting you at this point so 
I get it that these are NFL players paid to play football, a lot of money, and this is a fundamental part of the game. But if you're not doing the fundamentals correct, right, this is what it leads to. 363 yards. They had more yards rushing than we had total yards. <laughs> is that true? Yes, 363 yards rushing. Yeah, we had 342. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so bad. They ran through us like morning coffee and gas station sushi. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was dude apple juice. That's what does it. There's <laughs> all the fiber in it. Uh, apple juice does get me. I won't yeah, lie. It, it gets it me. Good. Apple juice gets me. <laughs> all right, so back to what I was originally talking about, which I hadn't started, but whatever. <laughs> 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 uh so I, the two plays that really stood out rudy ford has been such a good pick it's so weird how we find these random guys you're like who and then they end up just like balling the fuck out for us rudy ford's our best graded defensive player yeah. for pff for the whole season not not even for like, like this, well, this game. The season when Adrian Amos was injured for like a game and a half, Rudy yeah. Ford played well then too. So yep. like he's he's done it for more he's than just been, a he's been good for us this year. And yep. that that play where he ripped it, uh, uh, he ripped the ball out of was it Quez Watkins or was it was uh, AJ Brown? Was AJ, AJ Brown. Brown, thank you. That's what I meant. Okay, yeah, it was AJ Brown. He ripped it out of the hands. That was sick, man. Huh. My Simon says was correct. I said four less, four or less catches, and he had four. Oh, sick! Nice. Oh, I think dude. I said yes to that one. Nice I, I said yes to that one because I expected Devonta Smith to have a bigger game. Uh, but yeah, for him to rip it out, out of AJ Brown, AJ Brown's a pretty strong dude too. It wasn't yeah, something like, yeah, he's a, he's a monster of a dude, and it was good to see him rip the right hand and then just pull off the left, and then. Uh, I think they will. I I, I I don't think they have a choice. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, Nixon perfect way to transition into your other one, too. Yeah. Yeah. My other one is actually Kijan Nixon. So, cool, cool fact. He was targeted twice on 50 slot snaps last night, and he had two catches for negative one yard. And he blew up a screen in, in the fourth quarter. I, I mean, they ended up scoring on the drive, but – it's so as much as like we talk about like guys not getting over to tackle, there's been some good, uh, there's been some good, good plays this year where you, you just see guys run to like these screens or like, what was it a few weeks ago? Um, where Rudy Ford just blew up a dude, uh, it was versus uh, the Cowboys, Tony Pollard. He had that play where he just came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. That, like, you see yep. these guys that don't have these like long term contracts or anything, like playing like they actually want to be there. Rasul Douglas has has blown up a couple screens this year. Yeah. Like he's he's yeah, had he's really been... a lot of ups and downs, but yeah. I think like to your to your point, like I, I feel like the the phrase you're trying to get to is like there's flashes of yes. ability. But I mean that's just the Packers season, right? And we've seen them play at a very hot level, just not consistently. Or same with the opposite. They've played at a very, very low level. It's just up the Packers season, ups and downs. Over. All right, Brian. I feel like that's something plays? we talk about a lot, too, is consistency. Yeah. Sorry. All right, Brian, what two plays stood out to you on the defense? So the first one, um, this is kind of what kills me. Uh, 
if the game plan was let them run like crazy, when you get them in third and long, you need to you need to press them. And I know you want to rebuttal this one a little bit, Tyler. But my point is on the uh, right before half, it was a it was a tie game, or yeah, I think it was twenty to twenty at the time. Uh, David Bakhtiari over here. <laughs> the twenty. Uh, um. Anyways, it was third and fourteen third before half. We play. Big trying to stifle it too. We play way <laughs> soft on coverage, yeah. and we let them go for thirteen yards. So now it's fourth and one. What do they do? They run the ball for first down, and it turns into a touchdown. I get the point of well, we should play off a little bit so we don't get beat deep on a third and fourteen. But basically, if they're playing off in that position, they're conceding field goal position, which I don't understand why you'd concede field goal position so they let them they played soft it was it all all it took was yes Jair could have tackled a little bit better but i think it was Devontae smith and he he broke around to the side of him a little bit it looked like jaw thought he was going to go outside he went inside um but they get 13 yards and then they easily run it for their uh first down i get we stopped a different fourth and one but right. that 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 um especially the way they're running the ball that percentage of stopping was not going to be very high because i guarantee there maybe we we didn't stop anything else on third or fourth and one for the entire game. So I just don't understand why we're playing so soft. And then if we're going to play soft like that, I mean, I don't know how your game plan is and you don't adjust and you continue to have the light box when they're running like that. And then when we finally get them in third and long, you play soft and let them complete a big pass. And even if it was 10 yards that we gave up, we let them go right in the field goal range. At, at that point, I just want to make a long uh, I just, field goal yeah. too, but like, yeah, I would rather force him to kick a 57, right. 58 yarder again. Like, why? My, like, let's not concede it. that. My point with this is that, like, I'm not, I'm not against what you're saying. Like, I'm not saying the Packers should be playing at the sticks, but I'm also like not totally on board with they need to be like face to face too. I'd like to see I would them be, somewhere I'd be in like the four middle. or five yards at that on that kind and of I'm play. Thinking four like, or five like yards seven, out. is I'm yeah. thinking like seven yards, like a third and fourteen. You cut the the distance of the sticks in half. Yeah, because a fourth and seven, like they're not going for that. And then, like to your point, exactly. You know, that's that's forcing them to kick a long field goal. Exactly. That's I just want to see that, like, and just to see it's so like with being run through is demoralizing. Seeing them playing ten to twelve yards off on a third and fourteen, you're just like, and then they're back pedaling on the snap. They're not standing still. Yeah, they're, they're backing up a little bit. I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, I'll be honest, if, if we're going to play that middle, like Tyler's saying, which I 100% agree with, by the way, you cut that right in half, that's yep. beautiful, you blitz him so that you yep. make him throw it hot. And then, that, and then you, you really keep the ball. Contained, too, because like we saw third, yeah. like a third down. Actually, there were multiple third downs, third and, 11, third and intermediate or third and long, and Jalen Hurts just escapes the pocket and just has forever to run. They had contain on him sometimes, or they had Quay Walker spied on the first one, but they missed two tackles. So... And I so know I don't, I don't think so. I don't think they he got out of the pocket too much and was running. It was the just like designed runs. He just went for the, yeah. The middle was just wide open for him. The one that, that he escaped the pocket on is the one where he got down to like the like the ten yard line, yeah. and it was basically him and Jaron Reed in a foot race. Yeah, I think favorable. Okay, like so that. on a positive play, um, so on that QB sneak. For one, it should have been a penalty. I don't know how they like that's the worst. Like that was so obvious. I don't know how they missed that, bro. I was like, I don't, what the I don't know. But what I, I really like the linebackers see is, don't get holding calls because it didn't happen in Tennessee yeah. either. The Tennessee what I really game. like to see is the three people in that really kind of made this play. Well, Douglas was in there, 
but you see Keyshawn Nixon, who I love, and I'll talk about a little bit more. He jumps over the line and like lands on top of Jalen Hurts. And then you see Engbari come off the edge and he does that thing where he's like trying to pull him backwards again. And he's getting in there. And this dude just continues to flash. I cannot wait till this is another person. We're talking about Watson. I cannot wait to watch Engbari get more snaps yeah. alongside Gary. Watkins. Yeah. Yeah, Christian Watkins. <laughs> Did I say Watkins? Oh, Watson. No, no, no. no. CBS Sports said Watkins. Did I, did I, oh. You saw that when I posted it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> – so Thanks. that was just a great play by Agnbari and uh, coming around the corner. And then uh, Douglas got in there as well. But I don't know how you bowl that call. But luckily, you know, it turned out in our, you know, we we continued to make the stop or whatever. So just really good play. So the, last, the last comment I want to make on the Packers defense as far as recap is concerned is that there's a lot of people calling for Joe Barry's job. And Jake and I kind of had this discussion a little bit is how do we, this is year two of Joe Barry. How do we decide which year is the outlier? Packers only missed 16 tackles all of last season. Simon just brought up they've missed 99 so far through, what, 12 games? How do we know which one's the outlier? Is this season the outlier where they're missing tons of tackles, or is last season the outlier where they missed almost no tackles? Yeah, it's tough. That's the kind of decision a front office has to make. So it's really easy for us to say that it's not trending in the right direction, which is true, but – it's also, like I said, how do you decide which one is the outlier, especially with different personnel? Like, that's the stuff the front office has to decide. Yeah, and you've heard some chatter or whatever from the players, and I think if he's if he's lost the locker room, it's going to be hard to keep him. Um, I don't know. It, also, it 100% has got to get better. I also don't think they're in the – they're not like the type of team that's going to fire someone in the middle of the season either. All right, David, I got I to gotta say this because, like, this is – I've seen this so many times is that Joe Barry coached the Owen 16 Lions and he coached a bad Redskins team. You realize that those players were like the level of defense that the Bears are currently playing? Like there were no good players on either of those teams. I challenge you to name a single player from the Owen 16 Lions on defense or from the Redskins the year that they uh, that Joe Barry was their defense coordinator. Dominican Sue. Was he on the team that year? Probably not. What so year was it? Know. Was it 2010? No, this is 08. See, he was not. Oh, um, no. Then. He was at Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Chris Middleton has had a big three, by the way. Yeah, I was, I was, I, as soon as you that, I flipped <laughs> over the game. Sorry. Sorry. I'm I'm going to watch this and I'm listening. I, I can multitask, I promise. But that's, you know, that's the thing. Like, you can go back to where Joe Barry played on, or, you know, his linebacker coaches on, on teams that had talent, and that's mm-hmm. where he succeeded. You can go back to the 2001 Buccaneers. Can anybody name a defensive player from the 2001 Buccaneers? I mean, I can name a couple. Warren uh John Lynch, Derek Brooks. Yeah. There you go. Simeon Rice. Yep. Andre Barber. That's a good one, too. See? Wait, See Jake's just going to name the entire defense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, now, name me somebody from the 2020 Rams. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Von Miller. No, was he there? No, it was an undrafted no, no. free agent in yeah. the Pro Bowl. I mean, yeah. did they have yeah. – uh, they, they Was have Ramsey there? Ramsey? No. They had Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. So, so the 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 history card, it's not a it's not a it's not a valid argument in my opinion because it's different players. I, I on a sort of rebuttal for that, I think like I was talking to Jake before the. The show. I don't know if you were in here or not. Like, I, I feel like the talent is too good on the defense for what's been produced. 
Right. And, and I am and like I was talking to you last week, I don't think it's all Joe Barry's fault. I think he musters some of the blame. Right. But at the I same think. time, these players also have to execute the plays as well. Um, Brian had to vomit. That's why he turned his camera off. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, He's like, I'm tired of talking about Joe Barry. But that's, you know, that's the point. Like, you know, it, it comes down to the players as well. Like, Joe Barry yeah. isn't missing 99 tackles. Agreed. If all of those tackles are made or even, say, 50% of them are made, are we having this conversation? Mm-mm. Were we having this conversation at any point last season? No, I think, yeah, because I mean, because no. Campbell Campbell made a lot of fucking tackles for us last year, yes, a lot did. in space. His twenty twenty one is going to be underrated. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. All right, let's switch to the offense. And for me, two things that stood out. One was the screen to Aaron Jones on second and eleven that went for thirty yards. That, like, the the play design on that is like the genius that we were all hoping we would get from Matt LaFleur when he first came here. Like that's what we were hoping for Matt LaFleur was offensive genius. That play was offensive genius. So the Packers set this up. There's two guys, two wide receivers to the left of Rodgers. It's Christian Watson and it's Alan Lazard. They both go and clear out the cornerbacks from the left side of the play. Next, they run a play action to Aaron Jones. that looks like he's going to run off tackle by David Bakhtiari. Then Rodgers rolls, spins to the right, and it looks like he's going to roll right. So there's five guys. Like, I, I I drew the lines of the eyes to where everybody is looking at Aaron Rodgers rolling to the right. Rodgers stops, plants his right foot in the ground, throws back to Aaron Jones, who's got um, Josh Myers, Elton Jenkins, and John Runyon out in front of him to block. And they got just nothing but daylight. One linebacker to block, and then boom, Jones is gone for 30 yards. That's such a fantastic play design. I was super happy to see it. Can I say one thing about that real quick? I was so happy to see Josh Myers running his ass off 30 yards down the field after he just fucked up the play before. True. But that is that is the great part about football is you can make a mistake, and next play you go out and you make one. And he was he was leading the charge on that play, but that was a fantastic play. You know who else was down the field blocking? Who else? Samori Toure. Nice. Hey. I don't know if anyone else saw that. But I noticed him at the end of the play. Uh, he was on uh, one of their safeties or whatever, way down the field. All right, uh, David named two players off of, off of the Lions. Cliff yeah. Averill and Corey Redding. Yeah, uh, those guys. I Yeah, they're very rememberable. Hall of Fame talent. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, made a great team win on Sunday. Bear down. Hey, nothing but the best of luck. I hope everybody comes out healthy and that it's a good football game. Yeah. But respectfully, I hope the Bears lose by thirty. Respectfully. respectfully. Fuck the Bears. That's all I'm <laughs> gonna say to you. <laughs> like I said, I hope everybody exits the game healthy. This is another one of those games where if we don't win, it's you know they'll be like, oh my gosh, it can beat the Bears. And if we do win, it's like, oh, it's just the Bears. Yeah, that's how the bear. That's how the Bears fans will treat it. I mean, that's they wanted to lose. I I don't. Yeah, well, they've. I don't know if you noticed. I've seen way more Bear fans counting down to draft day than Packer fans. I'm just easily troll. They're Uh, trying to lose. It's like no, they're not trying to lose, dude. You just want to tell yourself that. You just suck. (laughs) 
All right. So the other play that's the, that I put with the offense, and I wanted to kind of explain this a bit and present a uh, what the coaches have to do when they're going through late game situations. And it was the Packers kicking a field goal when they're down by ten um, with just over was it just over two minutes left? Yeah. Um, I think it was like two sixteen left. I want to say. Yeah, I was right before so, the two minute warning. Right. So it's fourth and four at the 15 yard line. And people are like, why are we not going for it? We're down 10. You know, we need, we need 10 points. Kicking the field goal in that position, you are kicking essentially an extra point of a field goal. And then you need to get the ball back. Now, here's my thought on this. You, what do you think is more likely to happen? You convert a fourth and four and then go score a touchdown and you're just chewing time that whole time or a, what, a 30. 32-yard field goal. Like, it's obviously the field goal. Now, what do you think is more likely to happen? If you Say you score the touchdown, but now you're at the 50-yard line with nine seconds left. Like, sure, you can try to run a short play to get out of bounds. All right, let's say, let's say there's five seconds left. What do you think is more likely, a 50-yard touchdown pass or a 67-yard field goal from Mason Crosby? Huh. I Mason might Crosby can't hit a 47-yard field goal right now, so I'll take the <laughs> yeah. touchdown. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like that's that's the thing that a coach has to think about. So you're at fourth and four. Like sure, you can try to go for a touchdown and say you score it, but then you say then you get caught at the 50-yard line, and sure you're down three and a touchdown would win it for you. But if you don't convert that fourth down, then you're still down 10 with two minutes to go, and you have no chance to tie the game. So you take the points in that situation. Giannis just dunk on somebody or what? He just chased down block the king of the chase down block. Sick. Oh, I can't wait to rewatch the game. I'm excited. Anyways, okay. So sorry. You take the points in that situation because you you can't. There's nothing else you can like logically say. Like Mason Crosby, I love Mason Crosby. He's not making a 67 yard field goal to send a game to overtime. So you take the field goal while you're closer. That's the higher percentage play. And then, like I said, it's I would take the chances of Jordan Love throwing a ball 50, 55 yards to the end zone than Mason Crosby kicking a 67-yard field goal. I mean, we have a couple big targets. Watson, Alan Lazard, Tanyan. I mean, we have a bunch of guys that could be jump ball guys in that situation. Right. Yeah, the field goal was part of the equation. You needed it, so you take it. That was the right 100%. And we had a chance to stop him on third down. We didn't. We had a chance to get Jordan Love the ball back. And and I – it's – I mean, I know this. Everyone's competitive, but it kind of—I really like to see. His, I like to see his reaction of disappointment when he realized, okay, well, I'm not going to get the ball back because he was ready. He wanted the ball back. Yeah, he I did. Was, I wanted to see it. I was just praying for one more chance to see him just try to do anything to muster it up. But it wasn't meant to be this time. But I think he's going to get his chance. Yeah. All right, Jake. What two plays stood out to you from the offense? All right, let's watch uh, Russell Westbrook make a layup. Goddamn son of a bitch. Um, so Aaron Jones negated touchdown. When the hell did it become illegal to manhandle somebody in football? This is not <laughs> rhetorical. <Yeah. laughs> like, I actually want answers. Well, I can't answer. Dude, I was watching that play. I was like, fucking where, man? <laughs> Dude, we literally block so good. The refs are like, something has to be wrong. Here. Yeah, there's yeah. no way that wasn't a penalty. There's no way that man just took that man and, and planted him, him into the ground. Yards into the ground. Like he's like just full on, like Dude. just ragdoll. Like I His can't. Arm. 
was like implanted inside of his shirt and just like you're gonna sit right fucking here. No, nope, you're gonna sit five more yards down there. <laughs> right. He manhandled them. I mean, I wanted to talk about this play because I'm just I'm fucking disappointed, man. I mean, the Packers um we're getting punched in the mouth all game, and then we finally get the punch back, and the refs take it away from us. Now I understand that this is the same drive, I believe, where we threw the touchdown to. Darren it was the play right at. Oh no, wait! There's one play in between. The, it was the yeah. uh, Tunyon negative two yard catch. Yep. Yeah, because it was it was second and twenty. Because he tried to off look and screen on the backside, and it didn't right. work. Um, Tunyon breaks that tackle. It's a touchdown. By the yep, way, yep, there was nobody there. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, and then. The second play I wanted to talk about, <laughs> Christian Watson, bro. Dude, that guy's so fast. He makes fast people look not fast. That's just <laughs> fucking ridiculous, right? They're both moving in slow motion. <laughs> I mean, I love the play design by it. So if you looked at it, they had Watson and Cobb in a stack on the right side. Then they had Alan Lazar by himself up top. He runs a post, right? So you could tell early on, and Jordan Love probably saw this, and Jordan Love was slinging that song, bitch, by the way. I'm really shocked nobody took a, a Jordan Love like breakdown, but well, we're gonna talk have, about Love and Rogers, David. Yeah, yeah, that's why I figured. I, I figured we'd kind of get into it when we talked about yep. that. First of all, I got a flex. Giannis just tied the game. My fucking yep. goal. Um, <laughs> um, so Alizar runs a runs a, a skinny post, right? Which the safety is a freaking moron. He actually black and shit played a really really good game. That interception he that did. he had on Rogers was that was beautiful. Played that perfectly. He's not getting that pick unless he, he plays that absolutely perfect. But on this play, Tyler Davis runs the right route. But yeah, I mean, he's still broken the ball really well. I won't lie, <laughs> broken the ball really well. But um, Alan Lazar takes the safety. The safety takes one little mini step back, and having Watson in the stack allows the allows the Packers receivers open field and a free get off the line. So they're not able to press in that situation because there's just too many things that can happen in a press on a stack, right? So. He, you allow Watson to just use open field and beautiful by Matt to, to call this play up. Just be like, hey, kid, just run really, really fast and run away from that guy. And that guy stood no chance. Jordan Love, though, he stuck that foot in the ground. He threw it. That was perfect timing. That was right in the freaking yep. bread basket. I mean, right in stride. Yeah. Yep. And Watson just runs past everybody. And I will say, there is no better lead blocking wide receiver in the NFL than Alan Lazar because that guy will cold clock you 50 yards on the field. And I love it. Dude, him. he did. He got back into that play yeah. and pancaked a dude at like the five yard line. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we need to get Alan Lazard on because no one talked about this. We need to get Alan Lazard to show someone like Jair Alexander how to block so uh, yeah. <laughs> Quay Walker can score a touchdown. My God, that was disappointing. Oh, I really thought he hit on the quarterback too. Like, stick him in the ground. It was so you get a free chance to stick him. Jalen hurts, him. and he should have yeah. smoked him, and he didn't. And he yeah. even did this too. He's like, "Come on!" Like, I'll yeah. tell you what, if that was if that was Rashawn Gary in front of him, Jalen hurts oh, yeah. was getting hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so smash the fuck out of him. All right, Simon, what two plays stood from you on the offense? Yeah, we kind of just talked about it a little bit, but Rogers' second interception. Uh, yeah, I, I guess in the interview, Rogers was uh, Rogers was like, "Yeah, um, Tyler Davis ran the wrong route. I guess he was run, supposed to run it a little bit more flat." But Rogers also did like ignore it right, right along. He drifted like four time. yards back. Yeah, he drifted like towards the end zone. Ran it more. And like he, Rogers also did acknowledge that he shouldn't have thrown that ball anyways. Yep. So, yeah, it's Tyler just. Davis. 
Damn, man. It, it just <laughs> sucks that they had something going, too. Like, ah, that drive was looking good. Rough and then uh, it's like things that could have been, you know? It's the whole season. Now. <laughs> it's the whole yeah, that, season that drive, that like drive that, really made me mad. And, yeah, it's just – it's disappointing. But it'd be like that sometimes, you know? <laughs> and then – uh, the other one, I got AJ Dillon's touchdown run. It it's good to see him score. That was his first score since week one. Oof. Is week twelve. Oof. I don't think anyone predicted the Packers. Kind of. I, I feel like AJ Dillon's been kind of disappointing to a lot of mm-hmm. people this year in certain aspects. I think he's still having an okay season. He's averaging four point two per attempt, maybe more now. I think it was uh, this game. It's four point two now. This game helped yeah, him work okay. up because well, he, he had been having a rough season until. Well, we, yeah. we know why he was struggling now. He was busy, bro. His wife was wearing his ass out. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! He's on that. Tw- so, so, all right. So he had him projected for four point five yards a carry and nine touchdowns. Ooh. Or we're close. Oh, he sorry. Right. He'll make. Next five he's weeks. got. Yeah, he's got. He's got five. Four the next five the days, he's gonna light Seven it up. Seven five weeks incoming. <laughs> so I, I will say one thing. It, it's probably um, disappointing as he may be looking. There's 33 running backs in the NFL that have 100 or more carries. Yards after contact per attempt, he's 17. So he's kind of like middle of the pack right now. And I don't think that's bad. Jesus. Just for like what kind of player he is. Yeah. I I and I feel like that there's been a lot of times where he's been at the line where he's just gotten stuffed like uh, immediately. Yeah. But it is good to see him catch a few passes, uh, a couple swing passes. I do yeah. like that the I do like the pony package where they like have one on each side. Of Rodgers, I feel like that's kind of working the last couple of weeks. Yep. I'm going to talk about that a little bit when we get into the previews. Yeah. Jake, you paying attention? <laughs> I'm paying attention. <laughs> just, oh my, dude, this game is going to be an instant classic. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but yeah, Brian, so it, it is good to see AJ Dillon get on the board again. Yes, for sure, and just to see him have a good game, yeah. to get some confidence back, some get some mojo back. Um, Bryant, what two plays stood out to you on offense? So I picked these two plays because it's kind of it's plays with two amazing throws, um, and I one by each quarterback, and and it just yep. shows I want people to appreciate what we have now and what the potential of our future is. So the first one is that throw to Randall Cobb. First off, the blocking from the line was amazing. Second, if you go back and watch that throw, the amount of torque that Aaron Rodgers put on that ball, like perfectly to Randall Cobb. It's easily one of his best throws in his career. Not the most highly difficult or anything, but just an absolute seed right to the only spot in the end zone where it can be. It's just an insane throw. And people don't appreciate – people will look at that one and be like, yeah, I mean, Cobb had a yard of separation. But the camera angle that they showed it coming in at that angle with that kind of speed and come right into Cobb's hands, like it's – not a lot of quarterbacks can do that. Now, the second throw I want to talk about, it wasn't a completion, but it was a, it was an Aaron Jones – um Jordan Love through to Aaron Jones. And I I'm gonna forgive Aaron Jones for dropping this because I don't know that he expected that velocity or for that ball to come to him. I, I know this is what they call the turkey hole or whatever, right? Because they were playing zone, the cornerback kind of sat and the safety was up over the top, and Aaron Jones found that spot. Like within a matter of a second or two from the snap, 
Love identifies that immediately and just absolutely rips it in there, like and beats the safety coming down to Jones. And Jones unfortunately dropped it, but you can see like if you go back and watch, go back and watch the play and just see the velocity that ball is coming in at so effortlessly. Like and Jordan Love gets it out so quickly, like the, every single one of his throws, he just absolutely, he just there were seeds like he was driving the ball really well that so last throw we had too in the end zone yeah was an absolute dime too yeah, yeah he, he, he was had, going nuts bro yeah it have been a pass interference there was one one throw he probably wants back all night and that's when he went for watson instead of waiting half a second he would have had lazard for that touchdown lazard, but, that, yeah. but that throw to aaron jones is an amazing throw yeah even though it wasn't complete like it you can see how fast it got on top of jones when he turned around to look for the ball and it, the fact that he can make that, if that's a wide receiver doing that and I'm not, and Jones does have great hands, but if it's like someone, you know, experienced wide receiver, that's probably going to expect it coming to him a little faster than that. He probably makes a catch. I just want to say that was an outstanding throw. Yeah. That's a difficult throw to make for a lot of quarterbacks oh, too. Hitting that. Yeah. That so, it, and that's, and I, I mean, I even the, like, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to uh, say, other, I feel like people are downplaying, Loves performance a little bit, but he makes he he he's shown it just in that little bit that he has the talent and the progress the progression he's made over the last few years and what yes. limited time anyone's been able yeah. to see him. He's probably the biggest unknown. I'm sorry, and player so people, in the NFL. Yeah. And for people saying, "Oh, they're playing prevent," I'll take Darius Slay's opinion. I'll take Darius Slay's opinion over your opinion. Yes, yeah. well, you know the guy that was on the field and said, "Holy crap, he, he was slinging it." So, yeah, in dude, what in what world is prevent defense rushing five and playing single high safety? Yeah, Just curious. Right. Just curious. Yeah. What what prevent defense doesn't prevent Christian Watson running past your entire team? I mean, the I other play that I wanted to bring up was the play that he hit Lazard on, because. He identified yeah. – that's another play where he identified the defense, and then as soon as Lazard went into his break, the ball was out. Like, you can watch, like, the timing of the plays. Like, it's flawless. And, and everyone's like, you know, I'm not saying that Jordan Love is flawless because he's not, but that play yeah. specifically, the timing of it was flawless. Lazard went right to it, right out of his break, looked, ball was in his hands. It was like a 12-yard gain, and they were on the left hash mark on a pass to the right side. So that's another just that's a great throw that Jordan Love made. Yeah. Even on his third or fourth down or whatever, everyone's like, well it's only a four yard completion that's on top. That ball is traveling in the air 25 to 30 yards to get it out to the out to the boundaries. Do you realize that a football field is 50 yard or 52 yards across or whatever it is, right? 53 so, and a half. Yeah that so exactly. So I'm really, really encouraged by what I've seen. I agree. Is there anything else you guys want to say about the Eagles game? No. Fuck right. Philadelphia for cheering, you know, yeah. doing shit to that job, fan base. I was gonna go to that game and I, I decided not to because I just know it's like nope. I'd same probably with, leave their same with dude giving double bird to Watson. Like that's God, it's such a classless city, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I love the Watson. I think that goes for any fan that does that shit too. Yeah. Like if if yeah. you do that stuff, I don't understand. I just don't understand that. As you deserve person. to have outbursts like Rodgers did to Chicago last year. Yeah. 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 You deserve Fair. that. If, you, right. if, if the identity of your city is that um, rival fans don't even feel safe going to your city to watch a game because they're going to be harassed or attacked, 
Like you shouldn't, that's not something to be proud of. Yeah. All right. Bryant, give us the Packers and Bears injury report. It was a surprise addition today, so we got to talk yeah. about it. We need to cut him. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> the if only logical if, progression. If it wasn't for all that beer drinking, his appendix would have been. This, I saw that earlier. No oh, joke. No, I you're see joking. That no way. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I was about to get emergency appendectomy. Injury prone. Uh, oh I was about God. to get Packer fans. I'll, granted, I've been super busy this week, so I haven't been on social media as much, which has been great. Like, I hardly check. Like, you guys probably noticed that I haven't checked our messages and stuff a lot because I've just been swamped. It's a crazy week. But I was like, I haven't seen much people say anything about Bakhtiari Tudos. And then I, that was facetious but, or whatever. I mean, and then you tell me someone's facetious. I always mess that word up every time. Facetious. I always say facetious. facetious. Yeah, I saw I saw that today. I was <laughs> so, like, no. I was like, get out of here, man. <laughs> It, it right. was like one random person. And, and the worst part is someone said something this week too, and I commented, um, they were talking about, oh, we seriously need to look at left tackle for the draft. And I was like, oh yeah, because Bakhtiari hasn't been pl- shutting people down. And now he has an emergency surgery. And I, I'm just waiting to go on Facebook and for that guy uh, to have a smart ass comment. Speaking of Bakhtiari, yeah. uh, zero pressure, zero sex yeah. last week. I thought just he gave that out there. Eagles. I guess quick. I don't know who that one went to. But anyways, back to the injury report. So David Bakhtiari, unfortunately, is out. Hope he um he gets healthy. We're going to the bye week. I'm I'm just glad they caught it. Um, I can take care of him. And even if he misses another game after the bye week, the dude just had a organ cut out of his body, so leave him the hell alone. Um, <laughs> now, granted, it's a pretty useless organ, but it was still cut out. Um, uh, Devondre Campbell is questionable. We'll see if he's gonna play. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is questionable. I'm hoping. I mean, Aaron Rodgers kind of came out and said. Uh, Maybe it's not best for him. And maybe he's right. Maybe like let him sit, and then we get through the bye week, and he comes back. And then we have four more games for him for his rookie season because the worst-case scenario would be for him to re-roll it and then miss the rest of the season. That would be a um, terrible outcome. So hopefully he plays. And if you if he did, you do play him. I really hope he only sees like 25, 30 snaps max. Yeah, right? limited, yes. Um, the only other person on the um, injury report is Darnell Savage, who is doubtful. So even if he played, it was doubtful he was going to make a play. No, I'm kidding. But I'm hope he's. I hope it's very uh, minor. I hope he's fine. Um, you know, I don't want to see players injured. Um, it's too bad for him. So and especially someone that's. I don't want to say he's fighting for his job because his job is guaranteed next year. But um, it's someone that needs to put some stuff on tape because after next year, you don't have no guaranteed money anywhere. So uh, down to the Bears. The Bears are really, really beaten up, and this is why if we don't. <laughs> just destroy this team this week. I'm going to be a little upset. Um, Larry Bloom and offensive lineman is out for them. Jaquan Brisker, their uh, rookie. That's a rookie, right? He's yeah, he's a rookie team. safety. Um, safety is out. Um, Kyler Gordon is out. You got um, Riley Reef is questionable. Uh, Trevor Simeon, their best quarterback, is out. And then uh, another uh, defensive back for them is questionable, not to mention, you know, they have – some players that went on IR and everything. So Simeon's out for the year too. I think I read yeah, that he had, he, he, had a, he had surgery yep. oh, on okay. his uh, on his um, what do you call it? <sighs> yeah, that abdominal. One. That's it. Jesus, <laughs> it's core injury. Okay. Yeah. Um, oblique. So That's yeah, crazy. and then they, you know, this team is decimated. So I really feel like <laughs> we should. We should lay it on them, but we'll see. Uh, We can talk about that.
Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. More to the preview, so. But it's pretty, we're, I don't want to say we're more healthy because obviously we have some big injuries and we lost players for the year and stuff like that. But overall, Aaron Rodgers is not on the injury board he's going to play. All right. So we're going to talk about the offense. And I, when I bring stuff up to you guys, like I want to keep anything quarterback related separate and do that at the end and do that all at once. So for me, the main thing for the offense was running through the air. Now this is something I've said, and it's kind of an oxymoron, but this is something that I bring up running the ball through the air. So um, you might look at the box score and see that Aaron Jones only had 12 carries and that AJ Dillon only had eight carries. But they both had three receptions, so they both um, combined for 26 touches when you factor carries and receptions. Now, that's out of 37 plays that didn't result in incomplete passes or like the one negative one-yard run by Aaron Rodgers, which was technically like a sack, but doesn't record that way. So 26 out of 37 plays is 70% of our plays went through Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And then um, Aaron Jones finished with 99 scrimmage yards. A.J. Dillon finished with 88 scrimmage yards, is 187 yards. That's 54.7% of the Packers' yards came from those two. Love it. So, like, you know, there's there's lots of, like, stuff, and I'm going to kick this to Bryant to talk about the running back usage, but, like, I'm I'm fine with the way they used these two in this game. I don't know what your thoughts, Brian. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And that's where I was going to the balance. This is what I thought we would see all year, right? So this is game exactly what I thought we'd see all season. I hope we see the rest of the season. Um, because on the year, I'm pretty surprised that Jones has 30 more carries than Dylan. And I think we all pretty much doing our projections had Dylan probably having more carries than uh, Jones on the season because we thought Jones would be way more involved in the passing game. Uh, I said no. He didn't. I didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I did. I was gonna say Dylan too. seems to get it, be getting stronger now. He's kind of coming along a little bit when the colder or the weather's getting colder. Um, just having a better last couple games, really. Um, but their lack of usage in the passing game was kind of surprising me. But this this last week we've seen them each have three catches, um, and we've really seen Jones' ability down the field because we talked about it. The touchdown catch from Aaron Rodgers. Simon's exactly right. Like. I was when that I seen that it was Jones caught it. I was like, "What the heck?" Because <laughs> I think it was twenty plus yards or something. I can't remember exactly how yeah, long it was. It was, was, it was twenty-seven uh, yards or something. Yeah, twenty-six, like I think. Twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. and it was in, yeah. So that was a great catch. And then the throw by Jordan Love. Um, Jones was again like 15, 20 yards on the field. So just seeing him get down the field was really good. So I just continued hope. 
like 50% of our offensive production should be from those two players because they're two of our exactly. top, what, three offensive players, I would say, on the aside from Aaron Rodgers, on the field. That's 23 yards. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree with you, Tyler. It was a great usage. I really like the um, – I'd love to see 10 car- – or, you know, 12 carries for each and five targets for each every week because they deserve it because that's so, what type of players they are. Through carries and targets – that's 28 total plays that were designed to the running backs or that went to the running backs out of 49 total. We only ran 49 plays that game? Yeah. 49 yeah. Plays. Put well, they, they ran well. 70. Yeah. Goodness gracious. They destroyed us in plays. All right. Um, sick. Jake or Simon, do either of you guys want to say anything specific about the offense? Simon? Outside of Rodgers and Love. For the preview? Yes. Okay, so... I think Eddie Jackson is done for the year, right? I'm pretty sure I read that. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think I read that. Jaquan Brisker's out this week. Kyler Gordon, their rookie cornerback's out this week. I think we could – I know we could go either way on this one, really. Their defense is just fucking decimated by injuries <laughs> and just lack of overall talent. If we don't put up 35 points this week, I would be very surprised. Because uh, Brisker is Brisker's been showing out this year. I don't know if you guys have been really paying attention to his play. He's been good, but he's been really good in coverage this year. Um, let me bring up what I had. Um, he's been targeted t- uh, thirty-two times, uh, allowed uh, twenty-three receptions for only one hundred ninety-seven yards. Very low average. Very low. Yeah. He's been incredible on coverage. And I, I really like Brisker coming out too. I I was kind of clamoring for a safety and I kind of wanted him. But I wanted Jalen been, Peter. That's a good one too. Yeah. You guys hit you drilled that. I wasn't even looking at safety at the draft. I was like, no, I think we're good for now. And man, you guys are hundred percent on that. Like we needed one. And it's hurting us now. Yeah. But yeah. But we, we've we've got a revelation in Rudy Ford. Yeah, we do. But yeah. But with those guys out, I don't – man, I, I think this is going to be another Christian Watson game. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I, I think he could take another one to the fucking house. Yeah. Oh, easily. Um. Yeah, and to your point, Eddie Jackson had like four interceptions and two yeah, forced fumbles on the year. year honestly. And then Kyler Gordon had two interceptions or whatever for them. Anyone else playing has only like – like I think – I, I was looking at it last night, and like seventy percent of their turnover production is out this game. Like, yeah. So basically, the same with uh, Vildor's trash. I'll, I'll be. I, they, I think Vildor's playing. I think yeah. he was on the injury point report, but he's playing. And Jalen Johnson, who's been, he's been okay this year. Not fantastic, but not bad. Most teams have just been running all over the Bears. Yeah. Roquan so, Smith um, was traded week eight. He's still their leading tackler. He's still one of their leaders for but Sa- Sanborn's been pretty good for them this this uh this uh, since for filling in for him. I think he leads the NFC North in tackles since he's been traded. Wow, Bucks I'm pretty back sure. The game, huh? But so I, I just feel like their secondary's gonna be very vulnerable this game too. Yeah. And with how much I, I don't know whatever that is, but I feel like sometimes we just get away from the run for no reason. So, and I don't think that would be a bad thing this game. 
I think it should be a game where like the balance should be probably almost as close to 50-50 as we've seen it. Yeah. I, I'm fine with that. I, I just I, I think this defense is just going to be just overall. It, it, like, David said it should be a game the offense can click with less effort. That While was... I believe that might be true, that doesn't mean I want to see them play with less effort. And I know Jake has some strong feelings on this, but oh. I would rather see the Packers play like they're down seven to Philadelphia regardless of the score against Chicago. Like, build momentum with the offense. Like, you scored 33 against a pretty damn complete Philadelphia team that went and added more pieces to their team. Um, well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's your point, David. I'm just saying um, that the Packers shouldn't view it that way. Um, I'm not saying that you specifically viewed it that way. But basically, play, play to blow them out. I think Aaron Rodgers is stupid motivated to play this game, and I think, and you'll see that in one of my uh, my bold predictions. I think he wants to lay it on these dudes. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say Rodgers. Yeah, <laughs> <Fuck> no. <laughs> so, um, I'm not saying that. Like, he's gonna. I think he wants to exercise some demons on the on the, on the season this game. So, what's your match? It might be his. Then, depending on uh, depending on. You know the results of the games during our bye week. This could be his last game of the season because there's ways that we could be essentially eliminated yep. from the playoffs. So, all right, Brian, what's the matchup you're watching? So for the, uh, I wrote down a uh, landlord versus tenants. So <laughs> I'm watching Aaron Rodgers versus. <laughs> that is awesome. That is so I, like I'm telling you, oh, I feel man. like. Like, oh my god, this dude horrible. would go out there with one leg right now because I feel like, like, if he's thinking in his mind, like, if this, I don't know, oh, I don't know if they've had this discussion. I hope that you know, I want Aaron Rodgers there as long as possible, but he might be in the mindset like, this might be my last game as a Green Bay Packer. I don't know, or if he's decided to retire, I'm not saying that's what he's gonna do, but I have, I just have a sense that he wants to hold go on till we get to Rodgers and love. I just, I feel like he wants to light people up, so I put landlord versus tenant because I think he wants to just. That's he wants funny. to say, I, I own you again. Like, that was what I wrote down. So, all right, Sorry. Simon, what's your matchup? Oh, I just, I got Christian Watson versus Jalen Johnson with them. With their only, is that what you had too? I have yeah. stats for it. Oh, do you? Oh, well, I'll, let, I'll let you, I'll let you go on your stats. No, no, no go ahead. Go ahead. No, go that's ahead. not, that's it. That's it. I want you to, oh, okay. I want you to go. Okay. Well, I wanted to actually give some respect to a rival player since I talk so much shit all the time, but I actually like Jalen Johnson. He's a pretty good young corner. Um, I have Watson and Johnson as well. So I went for the last month since uh, Watson was the player of the month and the rookie of the month in the NFL. Um, In the last month, he's had 22 targets, 14 receptions, 289 yards, and six touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty good for a bust if you ask me. Um, then you go to Jalen Johnson. His numbers are pretty disgusting, actually. Um, for a guy with no safety help right now, and basically the only guy on his defense, for him to be left on an island, they're pretty decent, in my opinion. 17 targets, 11 receptions, 201 yards. That's it. It's kind of a high yardage, but that's yeah. But he has no safety help over the top. He's only yeah. given up 50 yards a game, or if you do the average of four games. Right. That's not bad. I mean – um, with no, with little experience over the top, no pass rush. I mean, think about it, man. They got, they got nothing out there. They traded Roquan Smith, their best defensive player. So, I think Johnson versus Watson is going to be interesting. 
Um, Johnson gets to meet his new daddy for the next couple of years until he wants out of Chicago. So it'll be fun. Dude, I would love to see them like making Johnson trail Wat- Watson because that, that to me like signals teams are starting to respect Watson and think he's the more. number one wide receiver on the I, team. Well, having dubs free that some shit up underneath. You yeah. fucker. <laughs> I was thinking about it the whole time when I was like, everybody, I everybody here is just a wordsmith and they're just going to keep going and going until they bring up everybody else's points. <laughs> My thing that I'm watching is seeing Dobbs and Watson on the field together. Dick. Sorry. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> that happened. Game we that we always do this shit to each other. I know. <laughs> we we even prepare like notes exactly. and share them, and we. It's and you happens. still had to vulture my point. Honestly, that's like probably my favorite part about this show <laughs> is us talking and just like getting to each other's stuff without ever talking about what we write down. I love so, it. So every time we're about to get Rogers or Rogers, God damn it! Now I'm all. I'm turning to CBS Sports did. and I'm saying the wrong last name. <laughs> Every time we're about to have Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson together, one of them gets hurt on the first play. Yeah. It happened to Watson in Buffalo, and then it happened to Dobbs in Detroit, and we haven't gotten to see them together since then. So since they've each respectively broken out, we haven't gotten to see them together, and that's something that aside from the record, that that's – Honestly, it's the thing I'm most excited for is to see those two on the field together. Um, David, I'm not jinxing it. I'm talking about it because it's going to be fun to watch because it's going to be the future <laughs> for the next eight to ten years. If Jordan Love slings it like that, we're about to fuck some people up, boy. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I wonder if, like, rival fans are watching that just part and they're only saying that's got to be prevent because we just don't want it to happen again. Oh, right? like, oh that's definitely dude, the reason. That's Dude, there's there's so much like I feel like there's so much like trying to manifest that Jordan Love isn't going to be good because I don't know that rival fans could handle the Packers having back to back to back great quarterbacks. I'll tell you yeah. this. So there's a there's a Bears fan who I actually I actually like him as a person. His name's Oscar. I don't know if you guys know Oscar. Yeah, I know Oscar. Yeah. So he commented, he said, if the Packers get another great quarterback, I'm quitting watching football. For the rest of the <laughs> I was like, that is a fair response. Valid. You know, you know, the, the funny thing, too, is like, I think that is going to be like the defining pick for Brian Gutekunst. I said this oh, like yeah. the year after for his his tenure is that's going to define whether he makes or break his as a GM. Or you just brought up a great point. Watch all the people because you you said some like this oh yeah. Before. Watch all the people like all of a sudden love starts going crazy. I so, loved I love that. Oh pick. yeah, that pick yeah. Was <laughs> the best. Brian Gutekus is the best GM we've ever I, had, and that's my hey, favorite all, part is yeah. being able to be like I was patient. And like I saw, I was waiting for his, his breakout, and that's the same thing I did with Watson. I was like, yeah, I've been a- like, just give it some time. Let's see what happens. Rather than, right. oh, what a drop city bust, blah blah blah, piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and that that thing where his mom shared the apology post. Yeah, I, I, I love so that. I yeah. loved that. Christian Watson. <laughs> yeah. We made an apology form for Christian Watson for people saying that he was made of glass or that he was a bust or he only drops the ball or it's only one good game, relax. And I I posted it with um, the rookie of the month announcement and the Packers sharing his, you know, his, um, his touchdown totals and stuff. 
And Christian Watson's mom retweeted it on Twitter and said, this is the tweet. Oh, it was awesome. I got to tell love, you. I love seeing that, too. Yeah, that it. was awesome. We were going to talk about some legendary shit in like eight years from now when Watson's the best receiver in the league, right? And we're going to be like, remember when people were talking shit about him and then all of a sudden you just decided to have three fucking touchdowns on the same yeah. day? Like, who is this guy? He just came out of nowhere, right? Against a good defense, too. True. Yeah. Yeah, and on your point about Jordan Love, guess who bought a signed jersey from Pristine Auction for like 79 bucks the year he was drafted? This guy. Nice. So I'm hoping that <laughs> nice. he's sitting up in my closet right now. So, yeah. um, so we're all going to talk about our thoughts on Rodgers and Love, and then we'll switch to the defense. The main point that I want to make, because it's such a divisive conversation going on in our fan base right now, is and it's similar to the discussion that Jake and I had about the Badgers head coach on Wednesday that you can be excited for Fickle and bummed about Jim Leonard not getting the job. You can support both players at the same time because they're on the same team. Weird. You can support Aaron Rodgers and you know want him to finish on a high note or you know want him to either potentially come back next season or retire happy and retire on a five-game winning streak. You can also be excited for the potential of Jordan Love, which it seems like we all are. And, you know, I don't want to – no, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toot our horn because we all said in the preseason that we can see that his, his mental side of the game is improving. But all anybody brought up in the preseason was, oh, he's got three interceptions two of them went through his receiver's hands. Yep. So we could see that the progression was there. We saw like Jordan Love night and day from last last year to this preseason. And then you get the doing against second and third round or second and third string players, which it wasn't because most of the teams were playing the starters in their first half when Jordan Love was playing. So it wasn't just against second and third. Also, stringers. it's not like we weren't playing second and third stringers too because <laughs> right. our starters didn't play at all. Right. Yep. So, for me, as far as Rodgers and Love go, the way that I view it is still whoever is going to be your starter in 2023 needs to start the remainder of the games to get as many games in as possible with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and Samari Toure, who's going to continue rising on the depth chart, um, just to get as much chemistry and familiarity as possible. So that's the stance that I have. So, Jake, what is your stance on Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love? I didn't write anything down because I wanted this to come from the heart. Just like our conversation about coaches. This is how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. He's my favorite player of all time. I'm not even going to try to hide it anymore. I used to tell people it was Reggie White, but come on, man. It's Aaron fucking Rodgers. I've watched this guy's entire career, and he's given me nothing but joy. I mean, there's been some sad parts, but it hasn't been his fault. So I do agree with you that he needs to play with the young guys. And I would I would start him the rest of the year because in my heart, I believe that he is coming back next year. You think he's going to go all these years with one guy, one good wide receiver, and then we're going to get two guys with potential, and he's just going to be like, yeah, I'm good. See you later. No, that's not going to happen. Rodgers is coming back next year. I do believe that next year can be his last season, though. That's how I feel. I agree with that. I felt that the entire time when he signed his contract. I was like, he's probably got one or two because Rodgers is a guy that's very interested with shit off the field. And mm-hmm. I actually think that he'll make more appearances on the Pat McAfee show. I think he'll be on there right. twice, three times a week. I think that he could become a regular on there all the time. You're going to take A.J. Hawk's job. 
Yeah, for real. And AJ Hawk mm-hmm. is actually very good at that, by the way. He yeah. he gets Pat McAfee riled yeah, up. I, lo- I love him on the yeah, Pat yeah, McAfee. He's he's, yeah, he's so funny. Now how I feel about Jordan Love, I will say for the amount of scrut- uncalled scrutiny that this man has gotten, he has handled it as a fucking man. Absolutely. That is how I feel about Jordan Love. I love his progression. I love that he just continues to go in and work and, and improve. And if you can't tell that he doesn't look improved from last season, well, then I don't know what to fucking tell you, and I'm not going to waste my time explaining it to you either. <laughs> but he looks like an NFL quarterback this season. Um, you notice it in preseason. He came into the game against the Eagles, and I was just like, hey, now, slow down here, here killer. <laughs> you might you might make a Pro Bowl if you start your first season. How I feel about it is we have two really, really good quarterbacks. We have a guy who's top five, and we have a guy, Jordan Love, where I don't know where his ceiling is. But after seeing what I saw with him throwing on time and him zipping those passes in there and throwing into tight windows, I have confidence that he could be a top five guy too. And the craziest thing about that is I got into an argument with a guy at work because he told me that Jordan Love will win an MVP in his second year starting. He told me that today. He said Love will win an MVP his second year as starter. I said, whoa. I don't know about all that. In the in the world of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, that's, that's yeah. the point. I would Patrick make. Mahomes was probably the last person to do it. I think he did that his second year starting. He did, and I was like, I don't know. That's Lamar Jackson might have too. At the end of the day, I, a, I saw ESPN talk about this, and they were all like, "Oh, the Packers' future is bleak." No, it's not. No, we it's are, not. We are absolutely in a fucking fantastic position because David's, we can David's lose got Aaron a Rodgers. Point. I was going to say that Aaron too. Rodgers, right? Yeah, that would be awesome. We can lose Aaron Rodgers, and I feel good going forward with Jordan Love. I agree. We have a young guy who can sling it. Bryant, how, how do you feel about Rodgers and Love? So I know I said immediately, like, either during the game or after the game, how great would it be for Love to come in and just beat Fields? Or, like, could you imagine in this game if Love did had to start? I know it's Rodgers now, but could you imagine if he ran in a, in a touchdown and, like, did the belt? All of the Bears yeah. nation would just oh. melt. Like it, they what, would. What if he? What if he yelled, defeated. "I own you now too"? Now, God, would, now this season, now this game, I'm really hoping that like Rogers runs one in, and this is kind of getting into my bold prediction, and yells something like "Rent Stew" or something like that. Like, <laughs> I just would love it. Like, yeah. So that would be awesome. Just yell "Rent is due" or something. If, if that would happen. But, like that, let love runs in a touchdown, and you could like I I bet you would be able to hear the hearts of Bears just fans the, like just drop the, oh. into their stomachs. Like, <laughs> no, this is not <laughs> happening again for a third time in a row. But the more I thought about it, with the possibility that this could be Aaron Rodgers' last game in Chicago, it is a possibility. I, I I'm leaning more towards that he comes back next year for the Packers. Uh, but we'll see. You know what I mean? I, I thought for sure, like with his contract, there was no way out of it. But if you guys haven't seen it, Rob Domoski wrote an article how they could feasibly trade him after June 1st and the cap hit wouldn't like completely decimate us. I'm not calling for that. I don't want to see it happen because I've been kind of saying since I've seen this season going off the rails a little bit that, hey, maybe we do finish third in the division. We get a little bit of a softer schedule next year, take a deep breath, breath reset and go at this one more time with Watson and Dobbs getting their experience. Maybe we make one sign and that kind of pushes us there. So for me, I really want to see Aaron Rodgers at least. Obviously, he's going to start this game. Hope we beat the Bears. For me, and I'm not going to say it's a successful season. I'm not a loser like Bear. You know, used to losing like Bears and Lions fan. You know, it's a good season if we win one game against the Packers. But for me, like a consolation win will be beating the Bears twice, beating the beating uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys, 
And then if we can pull it off against the Vikings. But so I would like to see Aaron Rodgers start this game, obviously, and then play until we are eliminated officially from the playoffs is where I want it. And then once that happens, I get your point, Jake. Uh, Tyler, I absolutely understand your point about him playing with um, Dobbs and Watson. I agree there. Um, but I also, if I don't know what kind of back conversations are going on, but if there's like, if Aaron's like, you know what, I think I'm going to play for like three or four more years and Packers are like, all right. Cause he show everyone's like down on him. Like, Oh, he's trash this year. He has the fifth most touching passing touchdowns in the, in the league with like two rookie, yard, too. yeah, with two rookie quarterbacks or wide receivers being his main targets. Right. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, he starts until we are officially eliminated. And then if we're, if whatever, you know, I, they've got to have me having some conversation or ideas, what we're going to do going forward. And if they want to see love play and po- possibly boost his trade value, if that was their plan with him, because let's be honest, like it's getting to the point where we kind of owe it to love. Like we need to let this dude have his career and see what he can do a little bit too. Right. right? I don't know. But then again, if we pick him up and we pay him 20 something million, does he ever really have room to complain? Probably not. Right. So I, I don't know. I would like to see uh, Roger start until, um, we're officially eliminated if that happens or we make the playoffs. Once that happens, I'm okay with love coming in unless who, unless Rogers is like, no, I really, I really want to continue to build um, this rapport with Watson and Dobbs, but yeah. Simon, where do you stand with Rogers and love? So I'm going to kind of take this a different route a little bit. I'm kind of with Jake on this one. I, I think it's been, it's been, I don't know. For for me as a fan, it's been fun to watch Rodgers over these years. I, I think to see him finish it all up in Green Bay on kind of his uh, – what's the word? Um, his terms? Terms, that's the word, yeah. Kind of on his terms and let him finish it out the way um, <laughs> the way he wants it to. I, I th- and that, that kind of goes with, for any – player that's kind of on the end of their uh their careers right so Randall Cobb you know Mercedes Lewis um Adrian Amos you know players like that that have been you know fun to watch over the last few years or longer you know I love seeing them and and this is like kind of the perfect season to do it too where if we're being honest the 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 chances of us making the playoffs are really low and I'm still rooting for it. Right. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, so it's, it's zero, but I'm still going to, I'm still going to have fun watching those guys like play to the end of their career. And you know, like I said, Rogers has given us some exciting years to watch as Packer fans. And I, I would hate to take that away from him as like kind of dumb and I understand it's like a business and shit too. And Jordan loves kind of been waiting in the wings for the last three years. Right. And we kind of owe it to him too, but I would love to see Rogers end on his terms rather than he's been an injury riddled season. We just have to bring Jordan love and for the, you know, the, the Packers. And I have to, have, I have to say that I think the coaches and ownership have an idea of what Jordan love is at this point, regardless of the amount of time he's played and seeing what he can do on and off the field. So I, does it help bringing him in for another four or five games to end the year? In my opinion, not really. Um, I mean, you can disagree with that, and I I would take that point too. Like I understand Jordan Love needs playing Honestly, time. Honestly, on that eventually. point, I think it would make more of a difference for him to play with the Packers than play against other teams. 
Yeah, sure. Well, they've been talking about it too, like what he's been doing, like to their <clears throat> defense. They've seen it in practice. Yep. So, so uh, I, that's just kind of the way I wanted to take this conversation. I was going to talk about it a little bit last week, but that actually kind of went really well into this week. Obviously, would all prefer Aaron Rodgers healthy and you know the the transition from Rodgers to Love to work out perfectly. We'll just kind of have to keep an eye on it, honestly. Um, you know, it's possible that the front office is having the exact same discussion that we're having and they haven't decided yet because they have an extra week to do so after this game. So, you know, it's possible that they're having very similar conversations to the one that we're having right now. Um, and David brought up a good point too, that he's had a lot of time to practice with the first team offense while Rogers has been injured and missing Wednesdays and stuff like that. Um, so that's a good point, David. Um, switching to the defense, for me, the main thing that I want to see is more aggressiveness from the defensive backs. Um, this applies mainly to the corners, and the two main ones that I'm keeping an eye on is Jair Alexander and Rasul Douglas. So Rasul Douglas, we've seen a big difference from him last year to this year, is less interceptions. Obviously, he doesn't have a pick six this season. But we're not seeing the same aggressiveness of – Rasul Douglas jumping routes. And I think that's kind of what made him like a perfect foil to Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander is the lockdown guy. Douglas is the the guy that's going to go jump some routes and and take some chances for some turnovers. So where the Packers are in the season, I would rather see Rasul Douglas trying to jump some routes and maybe guessing wrong once in a while, but trying to play to win instead of trying to play to not lose. Like, Jake and I have said this a hundred times on, on the Wednesdays. We've said it on this show. You never fault effort. So if you're going to try to make a play to try to jump a route and a ball just gets over your head or, you know, a guy makes a different cut, like, like you're making effort plays at that point. And you're trying to affect the game instead of just trying to be, you know, not the guy that lets you lose. And doing that has gotten Rasul Douglas scored on. It happened twice in the Eagles game. He got scored on. Um, and I think, honestly, the one right in the corner of the end zone to um, Quez Watkins, I think I think that's a play that Rasul Douglas jumps last year, and he goes and makes an interception on that. Um, so that's that's how I feel about Rasul Douglas. Like, be aggressive. Go be the guy that goes and gets those interceptions. Don't try to be Jair Alexander. That's not, that's not his play style. Now, Jair Alexander. I, I get why he was trying to do what he was trying to do. Um, on the pass to Devontae Smith, this was a third and what was a third and six, third and seven. Yeah, something like and that. And it was kind of a high pass to Devontae Smith, but Jair Alexander was kind of waiting behind Devontae Smith, um, hoping that it was going to go over his head and he'd be able to come away with an interception. Jair Alexander, be aggressive and go light Devontae Smith the fuck up. He's not coming down with that ball if you go light him up. And then you're looking at fourth and seven for the Eagles who kick a field goal instead of scoring a touchdown on that drive. So I'd like to see some more aggressiveness from Jair Alexander in that aspect um, on that play a little bit more specifically, but um, the ball in the air. Exactly. So instead of, I guess what I'm trying to say is I want to see in that situation specifically Jair Alexander go make a play himself instead of hoping that the other team makes a mistake. Exactly. If the interception is going to happen there, it shouldn't happen in his belly. It should happen with his hands up. 
right and that type of play yeah so not not counting on an overthrow from Hertz. go make the play Jair himself um yeah just yeah go light him up make it fourth and seven make him kick a field goal instead of scoring a touchdown you know what i mean so um running back or defensive back aggressiveness is something i want to see from the packers in these last five games um go try to steal some wins on the defense don't try to play the bend don't break i would rather see guys trying to play for some turnovers and try to really affect the game um on defense instead of just trying to not let the other team do something play to win not to lose um jake you wanted to talk about tackling effort and a little bit about the bears offense so i will let you go go ahead all right i'll start with effort (laughs) again this is non-rhetorical but why the fuck am i talking about this why as a professional team do i have to ask my favorite team's defense to rally to the football i mean that is just fucking sad dude when i was i rewatched um till about midway through the fourth quarter um the eagles packers game and it's just like I was just watching, and they had 16 missed tackles, and that that was sad. It really was. But well, Florida had 22. I know, I saw that. Um, but seeing the amount of people that were trying to make a tackle in space, and nobody else was over there, was just that's not how football is taught. I mean, I brought it up before, but bring it up again. When I teach my my stepson and and, and the rest of my team, as I say, everybody goes to the football. That's how we're going to get him down. If everybody, if everybody in the team surrounds him, he can't juke and he can't go nowhere. He's down right there, right? So all you see when my team is playing is a bunch of giant little, giant head little kids just running to one player, and then that guy's down, right? We 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 absolutely suffocate on defense. By the way, a lot of pick sixes definitely led the league. It's not an official stat, but I know it is. Um, I had to buy a lot of donuts this year because they get donuts when they get pick sixes. So, anyways, <laughs> the fact that I have to ask – like Rasul Douglas. Offer to buy Rasul Douglas donuts if he gets a pick six. Yeah. Rasul. <laughs> See if it works. <laughs> hey, it's going to happen. It's a pretty good Rasool. week to have it happen. That would be – oh, man. Against Justin Fields again would be fucking phenomenal. I'll say that. Um, but effort is just something that should – it's this one thing you can control is your effort on the field. That's, that's a mindset that you have to have. And – now I'm going to talk some tackling and Bears offense. So I don't know if I should go for my stats. I won't go to my stats yet, but I'm just going to say this. The Bears rush offense is almost exactly the same as the Eagles rush offense. They run a lot of quarter quarterback scheme runs, a lot of powers up the middle. They run some stretch runs to the outside, but really they're, they're coming at you. They're coming straight at you. They don't give up a lot of sacks because of the running quarterback. So – the Packers better be ready to, to tackle a quarterback this week, even though Justin Fields is banged up. He runs for a lot of yards. And when we get into when we get into our, our matchups here, I have some stats. And it the Bears' rush offense is actually impressive. I know I pick on them a lot, but their rush offense is fucking impressive. And the Packers' rush defense is equally unimpressive. Yeah, I think they're down to 31st, but – Bryant wanted to talk about Keyshawn Nixon and then uh, a little bit about Brian Gutekunst, which I think is an interesting conversation to have, but go ahead, Bryant. Yeah. So, and I, I just want to use Keyshawn Nixon as a kind of as a example of some of the stuff I was saying earlier in the season. And I've talked about this on the show, our previous shows is that this, this coaching staff and stuff has seemed so, um, and I don't mean to go negative with it, but so re- reluctant to make the changes that they need to make made. I don't understand 
I'm having trouble understanding watching him return kicks. Like, and it's just, you're thinking this dude's been on our team since, you know, off season workouts. He showed none of this. So he didn't give it a chance. Uh, Basashia had experience with him before. So it makes you just kind of like take a step back and look at him and like wonder how in a few games has he already way outgained what, you know, someone else had put on tape for us. I'm very excited about him. The fact like, yeah, that first return, you're like, oof, come on, buddy. You just take the kneel there if you drop it over. But then he comes out and he puts up his other four returns for 172 yards. Like just, he was the first player in the NFL since like 2018. I think Jake shared this stat with me um, to have two returns in the same game for over 50 yards. On top of that, tell me how this dude, maybe he's not the most gifted on defense, but there's one thing you can say about him and Rudy Ford, and this will go to my booty point. Those dudes laid on the line and they play with hard effort, and we have not seen that from a lot of players this year. They I would absolutely throw Dolan Levitt effort. in that group as well. Exactly. The effort that these people are putting on, it's probably because they don't have a guaranteed paycheck next year, right? I don't want to say that. That could be a lot of it. Well, but tell me, tell me how, yeah. If I told you there's a certain amount of games this year where Nixon has played two or fewer snaps on defense, how many games do you think it would be? Eight. Three? Eight on the dot, Jake. Eight games yeah. he's played two or fewer snaps wow. this season on defense. I get it a little bit more with him but returning he's been, kicks, Yeah. But. So he's been – but I'm talking about straight on defense. Right, that's but I mean, like, they're not going to want to play your number one kick returner on defense as often. Yeah, and he – but he played more – he played uh, 80% of the snaps this last game. So – and he returned the kicks. So for me, it was just – I see. I feel like they were reluctant to put him in for Rodgers, and they were reluctant to put him in for Savage. How does? I mean, Savage got the the first shot at nickel corner ahead of Keishon Nixon. Uh, okay, so I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like they were just trying to do it because of the draft position of those two players. I'm, I'm sure doing, it is, and especially doing, with doing what's best for this team after 2023 as well. Yeah, and we need to do what's best for this team. And Keishon Nixon playing on defense and on special teams what was what, what was best for this team and it's really unfortunate i'm happy now i'm excited about it now because he has played well and he sh- everyone has said i think um you know always oh, mostly a core special teams player he just showed that he's more than that same with rudy ford rudy ford is putting it on the line that dude has earned a paycheck next year and i hope it's with the green Bay factors um, honestly so and that's what goes <laughs> to my goody point is people are ragging on goody but look at the and he's had some rough drafts and choice pack in the past, but look at this draft class, and then which we, I'm sure we'll do a review on it on the offseason. And then look at some of these players he's added. Uh, Hollins, uh, this last, last Eric week. Wilson who blocked, a punt. yeah, Eric Wilson, like blocked a punt his first game, and he's been playing. Um, yep. obviously, Nixon and Rudy Ford have been huge additions, so um, it's just the reluctancy sometimes from this coaching staff for whatever reason to make the changes is unfortunate, but I'm glad that, that it's happened now, and I'm just Excited to see him the rest of the year. Yeah, I'd be willing to bring all those guys back for their impact on special teams and and move on. Got you know maybe from guys like Garvin and and McDuffie maybe potentially, um, assuming that the Packers get healthy. So it's going to yeah. kind of depend on how the rest of the season goes. But um, Brian or uh, Simon, is there anything else you wanted to add to the Packers defense? Uh, I think just. No, I think Bryant pretty much hit what I was going to hit. Right. It's just. If we don't contain fields and he runs for over 100 yards, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. 
Yeah, if if we All play right. soft on a team that cannot pass the ball and we let him throw like we let Tannehill throw on us, I'm gonna I'm gonna smash my TV. I swear. <laughs> All mind. right, Simon, give me your matchup. I have Preston Smith versus Braxton Jones. Where are my notes? There it is. All right, so last time the Bears and Packers played, Preston Smith had two sacks. Uh, and he also had six quarterback pressures, which was the most in a game this season. Um, Braxton Jones has allowed five sacks and 32 pressures. So he struggled a lot wow. this year. Yeah. So I can see. I, yikes. Yeah, it's, it's bad. They've given up the second most sacks in the league, so. So, um, I mean, it partially part of that is Justin Fields doesn't have anyone to throw to. Part of that is he holds on to the ball too long. Part well, of that wait, is they poor... for Chase Claypool. I thought he was going to make their offense dynamic. A high second round draft pick. That's actually funny you mentioned that. I have a good, uh, I have a good, Simon says. All and, right. uh, and then, yeah. So I, I think Preston Smith could be in for a decent day. I'm excited to watch him. Brian, what's your matchup? So my, I kind of alluded to it already, but and it's not because I don't think that they can beat them, but I'm watching the cornerbacks versus the wide receivers of the Bears, and it's because they will tell me what their game plan was coming in. If the plan is to play soft and let this team that can't throw the ball, have an easy pitch and catch completions to ha- let Fields get any kind of groove throwing the ball or have in- easy easy completions, it's just, once again, a rinse and repeat uh, game plan like it was kind of against the Titans. You need to play man. You need to, if you want to give them a couple yards face, fine, but get up on them and we need to stack the box. This should be this entire game. We should have an eight person box in my opinion. I, I don't know if I agree so much that they need to play a ton of man defense, but they need to basically like, like you said, the contain. Um, I think the Tannehill game is an, like an outlier in that situation. That's the game. I think they should have played a ton of man defense because Tannehill's not the threat to run. Cause we're talking about another mobile quarterback like the Packers played when they played against Josh Allen. And we talked about why they played a ton of zone against the Bills. And Josh Allen didn't win that game with his legs. They won that game with some big plays. And that's essentially what it boiled down to. I agree. But if we're going to play zone, at least crowd their space still. Right. That Yeah, yeah. that I agree with. Um, Jake, what's the matchup you're watching? All right, I got stats. Get ready, baby. Here we go. I worked hard on this one. So I have the front seven versus the Bears run game. Um, I'm going to be watching a different position group than Bryant, clearly. <laughs> so you brought up our last matchup. Week two, the Bears had 27 carries for 180 yards and a touchdown, 6.7-yard average. Didn't we have like nine missed tackles that game too because of Montgomery? Just add it to the list of games with nine Hold missed on. tackles. I'll keep talking. I'll look that up real quick. So I went for the last four games, right? Because Justin Fields has been really, really good, and our run defense has been really, really bad. So I kind of wanted to take that and compare them real quick. So I went with averages. Uh, I did their attempts. I did their attempt average. I did their total yards, their yard average, their total touchdowns, and their average per rush. Okay? So the Packers have given up 143 rush attempts. That is 35.75 per game. That is a fuck ton. The Bears have ran the ball 145 times. That is 36.25, so almost dead even. So they're going to run the ball about 35 times. Jesus. Total yards given up. The Packers have given up 727 yards in the last four games. That is an average of 181.75 yards. The Bears have ran for 797 yards. 
That is an average of 199 yards. Wow, good for them. Both five touchdowns. The Bears have ran for five touchdowns. We've given up five touchdowns. So then you go to the average. The Packers have given up a rush average of 4.7 yards per carry. The Bears are running the ball for 5.5 yards per carry. So you want to know where this fucking game is going to be won? Somebody's going to have to be ready to hit somebody. I forgot. I want to share this stat real quick, too. I'm sorry. I forgot to share it because just to go on a a, – this will serve to Jake's point. And kind of what I was saying, this team is so awful passing the ball. They're, they pass for 131 yards per game, okay? Yeah. They're a completion. There's one of three teams or whatever with, like, a completion percentage less than 60 yards. And they have the lowest pass attempts in the whole NFL season by 26, which is almost an, an entire like game. game. Yeah, they're only one of three teams under 300 pass attempts. Going into this game, they won't have a wide receiver with more, more than 200 receiving yards on their active roster. Okay, and they've given up the second most most – sacks so for for us not to stack the box and win it in the trenches right now it would be absolutely mind-boggling and uh, another thing they fumbled 13 times this year and they've lost zero of those fumbles yep i wow. saw that too i was gonna share that actually. oh yeah I, I i was looking at that earlier in the season yeah. too that's that's just insane luck um going back to the week two bears game we missed 10 tackles that game I was close. Uh, I was only off yeah, by one. Gross, man. <laughs> Seen it all in person. All right. Still a good so game. for me, the matchup that I'm watching, and it sucks because I was really hoping that that last week could have been like a breakout game for Quay Walker, and it could have been in the very first series, and he missed the first opportunity that he had to spy Jalen Hurts, and essentially it's going to be rinse and repeat the same game plan. So for me, I'm watching Quay Walker versus Justin Fields. Um, I want to see him make that step. I had been actually kind of bragging about him for like the last two or three weeks because he had been making those open field tackles. And then he gets into the Eagles game and he misses the open field tackle. And it's like, "Mm, it was two steps forward and now he's one step back. So I want to see him going forward again in his progression and see Quay Walker continue to get better. So I'm watching Quay Walker versus Justin Fields. It's like the third or fourth time this season I praised a certain aspect of a game, and then the very next week it just yeah. it makes me look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you get fired. Yeah, yeah. I, would love to see I will say this for this game too, um, real quickly. I don't want to see anyone get hurt or whatever, but I would love to see Smash Amos just like lay one of his vintage hits just on, like on Justin Fields and just let him know, you know. That he's there. I don't want to see Justin Fields hurt or anything, but maybe the other. Okay, I don't want to see. Else. I don't want to see him injured. I I would like to see him like, "Ow, this sucks." I don't want to be on the field anymore. <laughs> so. I wanted to be sore, not injured. Yeah, exactly. There. All right, Jake. What's the weather going to be like? Whew, interesting day for weather in the windy city here. Uh, 41, real feel, 32 degrees. Uh, wind gusts are going to be up to 23 miles per hour. So when the game first starts, winds will be southwest at 15 miles per hour. They will shift in the afternoon to west-southwest at 14 miles per hour. So it's going to be windy, so we're going to see a lot of running. That tracks. All right, Jake, give me your key to victory right away, too. You guys uh, should already know. I'm a big man. I'm a big man at heart. I'm a big man in basketball. I'm a big man in football. I like hitting people. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I want to see some goddamn heart. I want to see some physicality. And if those numbers that I just gave out on the Packers run defense didn't immediately make you vomit, 
and then and then swallow your vomit and re-vomit again. I don't know what to tell you because that was the most disgusting thing I've ever read in my entire life. The Packers need to stop the fucking run. And I don't give a shit who lays out Justin Fields. Somebody hit that motherfucker, okay? That's all I'm going to say. So, for me, I want to see the Packers build on their offensive momentum that they built up in the in the Philadelphia game. Use the Bears' defense as a springboard to, to – Continue to build momentum, build confidence in the offense, uh, potentially with Romeo Dobbs coming back too, just getting another wrinkle to add to the offense. Um, I'm looking to see the Packers continue to build their offensive momentum is my key to victory. Just, I mean, the Bears can't win the game if the Packers score a 1,000 points. So, you know. That would be hard. That would be hard. Um, <laughs> Bryant, what's your key to victory? Yeah, I'm a bunch of child. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, pretty much. I, I just wrote it a different way than Jake did. I wrote, make Justin Fields throw the ball. That's it. If he, if he has to throw the ball to win this game, they will not win this game. That's fair. Simon, what's your key to victory? I don't have anything to add. That's it, covered all the bases. No, I just, the Bears are a running team. We should be able to, we should be able to put up points on their defense. I'm not particularly worried about that. It, the, I mean, that's just the Bears' identity this week. If we don't stop them on the ground, they can control the time of possession. And if they limit the offense from scoring a thousand fucking points, like we hope they will, <laughs> then um, I mean that could turn in their favor. All right, Bryant, you weren't here last week, so I'm assuming you have like 69 Simon Sezzes. <laughs> only three. So how many do you have? Only three. Oh, only three. Yeah. That was going to be like a one per per person per week, and Bryant's like, fuck you. I'm doing three every week. All right, Bryant, give me one. So my first one is uh, Rodgers is clearly motivated to play this game, and he accounts for five total touchdowns. Five? That's tough. It'll be sick, though. Six and one half. That'd be, that'd be nice. Yeah. I'd see yeah. it. Five, yeah, five. I don't think he's done No four. rushing touchdowns in the year. <laughs> I just got to point this out. I always feel horrible for your left eye when we do Simon Says because you rubbed that something <laughs> so fucking hard. Like, this is my thinking eye. <laughs> it is. It, if I can't see it, it, it helps me think. It That's helps me think. Eye. Eye. Uh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we all know what that is. Um, <laughs> Anybody see the role is, models were canceled. Yeah, this is why. Uh, this is why we're friends. Um, no, I. Five. I don't think he's. He hasn't even had four in one game this season. It's a bold prediction, Simon. Yeah, yeah but like, yes or that's no. so make bold. a decision. All right, no, fuck no. <laughs> no, fuck four. no. <laughs> yeah, I, four. I would. Yeah. I would probably say yes. Five. That's why I put it on the line. You should have said four and a half then, Brian. Yeah, idiot. Okay. How would he account for a half time? And now his left eye is going to be sunken yeah. in. That's the same as saying five because you can't account for a half a touchdown. Now would just say four, under. Under. Pick four or five. Yeah. Sure. All right, Jake, give me one. I'll go. I'll go with my Rogers one. Do we see a belt? Yes, I'm, I'm fucking for it, man. You have no idea. I, I want to see it. Bro. I want that so bad. <laughs> All right, you Brian, know what I hope happens. I hope he, ha- he gets back in. like the first play of the game. Oh, and then yeah. the, the stupid Chicago oh, player does the belt. The, belt. the fact and that then... they haven't learned from that to not mock the belt, <laughs> yeah. don't do it. 
Don't I love it. that that's like a 10 minute long video too. If you haven't seen the YouTube video of don't lock the belt, there's like a 10 minute YouTube video yeah. of Aaron Rodgers highlights after he gets sacked and someone locks him. It so is my, glorious. My second one is don't that Christian Watson continues his hot streak and goes for a hundred yards and a touchdown again. Yes. Oh, I have a Watson one too. Do it, Jay. Give me your Watson one then. Watson, two touchdowns, both in the red zone. Oh, yeah. I seen someone oh, try to tell I'll take that one too. Oh, did you? You were yeah, did I you see that? Try to tell oh you my god! Red zone. <laughs> remember, I, remember, I messaged you guys. I was like, oh, maybe I can't remember which chat I was in. Someone said Watson's a glorified tight end. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> that's the fastest tight end of all time. <laughs> that, Even that's all, that was, was so I was, was fast. I, I asked him how. And his explanation was stupid. He's like, yeah. he's like, all his touchdowns have come from the red zone, which is not true. And and so I quickly <laughs> rebutted on that, and I made him look dumb. And then he called me. He told me I was mad. I bet more than. <laughs> and I then, bet more than made him look dumb. <laughs> and then, uh, what? Oh fuck! What were we talking about, Brian? I forget. Uh, yeah, that's all I was talking oh, about. Oh, that's the red yeah. Zone. yeah. And like I, I think oh, sure and then, at least oh, yeah, half yeah. of his red zones are our touchdowns are outside of the red zone. They but, are. And, yeah, and then I was like, I was like, give me one tight end that has the same <laughs> size speed comp as him. The only person you could even I'll, consider would be Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I could I could probably yeah. buy that. He doesn't have the speed, but I, I yeah, love he's Kyle Pitts. He's, he's a talent, yeah, man. Save Kyle yeah. Pitts. But yes. Yeah, and even my brother, who's a Vikings fan, is like, bro. And then he called like, Derrick Henry a tight end and stuff. <laughs> we were just having fun with that dude. I was like, this dude's not. A... I was. I can't remember what he said to end the conversation. I was like, whatever, dude. I stopped. Like, reading it's like that's almost like that conversation we had with Wilkins about point guards. Remember that? Yeah. And then it had to be a European point guard. And then it had to be a left-handed European point guard. I was like, oh, okay, so we're just making this real. He was the first man off the bench. Oh, he was like, he's like, you guys take everything too literal. Yeah. I was like, how else can you fucking mean that? that? <laughs> no, no, now you, now you just hit one of my fucking don'ts, dude. When you sound like a fucking idiot and then you try to play it off as troll, yeah, that is joking, fucking man. weak. It's godless. Like, like I, like I said, I hate when you like retort to anyone on the internet. Like you're automatically mad or like you're triggered. triggered. I'm like, you're bro, you're so I am far from triggered because you you make yourself look like a moron. Who's that? That yeah, stupid Vikings fan that says that to every time you say anything on this response, yeah. Matt Bingham or whatever, triggered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, okay, I, got, I got a guy. Who, remember Richard Tunney, Tyler? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my fucking God. Dude, he, every time you make him look dumb, he just put a clown emoji. It's like... Yeah, I definitely won that. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like, I don't even do trolling. Like, it's just a waste of time. Yeah, honestly. it is. Yeah, it's, right. it's not for me. So, my one Simon says for this week is two turnovers by Justin Fields, one fumble, one interception. I'm down. I, it's time, man. There's no way he has. I think he has 12 on the year, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I didn't, I didn't look because I don't uh, care. Fumbles. Yeah, I think he has like eleven or twelve fumbles on the year, and he's only lost like one. They have lost zero fumbles. So. Is it zero? Man, I yeah. thought okay, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Unless Anyways. I was all just rushing fumbles that they lost. But regardless, I think it's time. So yeah, I'm gonna say one of each. Time. All right, Brian, give me your last one. My last one is that Nixon takes a touchdown back to the house. Oh, ooh, down for that. Yeah, give me that. Give me some of that. <laughs> He had one man to beat on Philly on the one on the last one. Yeah, 
I don't know how the Bears, like, I don't even know what their special teams is like, but I feel like it's been an eternity what Micah Hyde was the last one to do it for us. So. For a punt return for a touchdown. Three, I bet our last kickoff six, return for a touchdown would probably be, would that be Cobb in his first game, or did T- Trevor Davis have one? So well, Trevor okay. Davis was a punt, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. So so here it is. He has 12, 1, 2, 3, okay, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 fumbles on the year, and he's lost one. Wow. He lost, he had four fumbles against the Patriots. He lost none. Yeah, I remember that. Isn't that remember, insane? That game, yeah. that, that's that gotta be the that's gotta be the craziest so luck. Luck runs out. Uh, I'll buy. Yeah, I'll buy some of that. Um, All right, what do you got, Simon? So continuing on, my kind of pounding my chest over not trading a second for Claypool. He throws up a dud. <laughs> I could see it. Like yeah. Zero catches. Yeah, I, I could see it happening. I'll say, I'll, I'll say, say he one. Gets, I'll say he gets two in garbage time. Yeah, two okay. catches for fourteen yards. <laughs> if, isn't, that, isn't that like his average? Probably I'm clowning right now. I think that's like his maybe average. with Justin Fields. Oh no, he did have uh, fifty-one last week uh, Boy, because, because Justin Fields wasn't playing quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's true. <laughs> oh, I mean that's um, why it was funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, Simon, give me your give me your score prediction from the head. Okay, I hate this matchup. I hate how our team plays versus a run, but I still have us winning twenty eight twenty. I hate you. How? No way. No way. I I changed it too. I changed it too. What's yours, Brian? Twenty eight to twenty is my heart or my my heart. Mine's no. 2817. Oh, okay. oh! No. Yes. I swear we don't we don't share these. This this happens. Wow. There's no That's if amazing. anyone has my heart one, I'm just gonna I give up. All right, Simon, give me your score picture from the heart. That was awesome. Didn't All right, Brian. It. 34. Nope. Okay. Okay. 3417. <laughs> Mine's ahead, 40 Brian. to 17. 40 huh? to 17. 40 yeah. to 17. Oh, we left a fucking 40 burger on him. I'm down. <laughs> I have 34 13. All right, Tyler, you ready for this? 34 to 12. Ah. 12? Yes. <laughs> Four field goals. 34 12. Wow. Yeah. I feel like this is a game we should just dominate him because they're so beat up. But it's been the Packers this year. So if we let. If we play soft and let Fields run, he is dangerous on his feet. I feel like and I haven't watched a lot of the Bears. Uh, hurts too. I haven't watched a lot of the Bears this year, but I feel like a lot of his runs are more scrambled. Do they do a lot of win? Or do they, they, do, do, they do some design runs? They do have okay. some design runs. I felt like a I lot say, of. I don't think he runs eighteen designed. times a game on accident. Yeah, true that. Their and offense that. is literally the same as as the Eagles. They just have shitty players. Yeah. Yeah. They have the great value versions of all the Eagles players. True. Yeah. The other. I don't even know if I'd go that good. It's more like the food that they bring to the, you know, us poor people before throwing in the garbage. It's the fucking food pantry version. Yeah. <laughs> food pantry version. Oh my god. Not knocking those people. I used to be one of them. So. Right. Somebody else. Right. I'm gonna say one last canceled. thing real quick before we get off here. 
The last time the Packers started four and eight was in 2006. They won four straight games to end that season eight and eight. So it could, it's very possible they could just run this thing. We play the Bears. We have a bye. We play the, the shitty beat up Rams. And then after that, if we get two dubs on a bye week and we're feeling good about ourselves, who knows, man? We're going to have to have some, some shit fall our way, obviously, but we're not out of it. But yeah. Hey, we can't all be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and be five and six and leading our division. You're right. Jesus. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to throw out there? Uh, Bears still suck, you know? Yeah. Rents oh, go, go Ooh, USA. Oh, to, this is, uh, this USA is for the all-time lead. Yes, too. it is. I forgot about that. Did oh, you, is it? Yeah, all-time lead. Or tied do, you, right now. do you listen to 105.7 at all? I do not. Oh, dude. Listen to 97.3. So they had a fucking segment this week, and they said, uh, I would rather blank than cheer for the Chicago Bears. Oh, Holy no. crap, some of that was, was vulgar. <laughs> some of that was real bad. I was just kind of like, that was a little iffy for me, and I'm a dirty son of a bitch. <laughs> but it was it I was would really rather good. do I would rather do the polar plunge every day than cheer for the Bears. It says the Packers are 102 to 94. Are you including no no all right? time wins? All time, like oh, all time total wins. total. Okay. They're both at what's like We're, yeah, we have the we have the uh head to head series. Oh, that's what I thought wins. you meant. So I, I, I but they've I also played up. 30 more games too. So. I want I want you guys to to answer. So Tyler answered. So Simon, I want you to answer. You'd rather blank than cheer for the Chicago Bears. I can't say what <laughs> say it, bro. <laughs> Just say it. Just say it. Anything I'm thinking is not <laughs> is not great. I, right, I, I like right. what I wrote in chat, and that's semi clean. I'd rather shit in my hands and clap. I wouldn't be very clean. Yeah, it wouldn't be clean at all. Well, I mean, clean for compared to what PG thirteen at least. Yes, Simon. Simon's a. A naughty person. He looks. You look like the t- prototypical like nice white guy, and then you hear yourself talk. <laughs> nice it's like guy. yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy is. You're like I wouldn't awesome. introduce him to my mom, right? <laughs> that guy is um, not coming to the Christmas party this year. Yeah, he's definitely not invited. To the it's barbecue. okay. He's invited to the barbecue. <laughs> he's invited to the barbecue. <laughs> All right, Brian. What's your answer? I want to hear what you got. Uh, get a colonoscopy. <laughs> oh, easily. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I would rather brush my teeth with my daughter's shit for a year straight <laughs> than cheer for the Chicago Bears. I like how almost all our answers have something to do with ass or shit. Hey, we better. Right? Hey, time out. We better check. <laughs> we better check the rest of our schedule. Because what if, like, in week week seventeen, we need them to win? <laughs> say we're somehow still alive. I am never cheering for them. Okay, but I won't root for them to win. I'll root for those so much <laughs> as I'm hoping we just make the playoffs. Yeah, it's true. I would rather chug a gallon of orange juice after brushing my teeth. That's good. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, that would be rough. That'd be disgusting. Ugh. What if I can find that? High pulp orange juice, even just to make it worse. Ooh. I kind of like pulp though. I like my pulpy orange juice. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh hell no! God, you're both fired. Get off of here right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> let's let's hope the Packers get a win on Sunday. <laughs> um, 
Hi, Paul Orange Juice. God, you two are the weirdest fuckers I've ever met. Hell no. <laughs> All right. I'll give you guys a chance to say go, Pack, go, and then you're fired again. Hey, I'll okay. say go USA tomorrow, too. Oh, yeah, true. Go, Pack, go. Yeah, and go, Pack, go. Yes, yeah. soccer. Playing soccer. Yes, soccer. 